What are we calling the show this year? This is the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Patriots chinwag. Patriots before the game show. Hey, it's the Patriots. The Patriots pregame show is your source for all the latest news and information before every game. He took it to the house again. Here we and go. The Patriots take the lead. With Hardy. I just heard sand sleigh bells coming up the other side of the street. Mike Dassault. Disney churros. I'll take the long ones. I'll... What was that? Paul Perillo. I feel like he tucks his shirt in too far. <laughs> and Tamara Brown. Tamara, birthday isn't until tomorrow, but damned if it's not going to get mentioned 600 times tonight. <laughs> Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. I can't wait. <clears throat> hey, pregame show. Thank you. Woo! I'm am d- done. Let's That's get it. pretty much all I had. I was going to introduce the Try thing and everybody. Anything. I'm not breaking Jeez. anything. Welcome in, uh, Patriots pregame fueled by Duncan, Mike Casso, Tamara Brown. It's Paul Perillo. It's me, Hardy. That's uh, I. I mean, I don't know what else you guys want to talk about, but I think just saying hello and happy New Year should suffice. Yeah, ha- happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry ha- New Year. Merry New Year. Merry New Year. Twenty twenty three. See ya. Uh, in this country, poosh. we say Happy New Year. Oh, right. We had good fun together, though, haven't we, this year? <laughs> you want some beef jerky? <laughs> There's plenty, you know. <laughs> Tamara has no idea, nope, and that is uh, a character flaw that we will work on in the new year for Tamara. <laughs> My New Year's resolution. Before we to get watch to more movies, watch from, more movies. From, the, from the 80s. Before we get to keys to the game or going behind enemy lines or the Sunday six-pack or the over-unders, we need to talk about all the ways we want Tamara to change in 2024. Oh, wow. Don't change. So, uh, who wants to start? Paul, well, you I, had a list going earlier. I know. Well, Silence of the Lambs. She's got to watch Silence of the Lambs. We're probably going to have a caller coming in. She's going to come in hot. She's going to say, has Tamara watched Silence of the Lambs yet? Yes. Silence of the Lambs, yeah. That was one that you uh, offered for homework a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, she d- I still she, haven't done it. She no. pays less Fail. than no attention to Oh, me. wait, I got, one, fact, I got a good one from this week, though. I showed, uh, I watched Glory with my son, and she was like, what's Glory? And I'm like, Denzel Washington. She's like, I love Denzel. I'm like, you didn't watch Denzel? Glory. Is it Morgan Freeman also? Yes. I didn't, yeah. uh, didn't see it. Glory? Oh, it's a good one. Do you um, have, well, who have to just be more died? specific. But that actor that just died, I don't know. But <laughs> wait, wait, glory. I know, Tom, he, I know Tom who Wilkinson? you're talking about. He's also Tom? in Law and Order. Tom Wilkinson. Oh, oh we got to tie Andre Brower. <laughs> Andre Brower. Yeah, Andre Brower's oh. good in it. He yeah. was in Homicide, right? Yes. Life and on La- the Street. And Law and Order, just saying. Okay. okay, so Tom Wilkinson also just died. And yeah. he's one of those guys that you know when you see him. And I tell you what yeah. he's in, which is one of the best movies of the last 25 years, Michael Clayton. Oh. Him and George Clooney. You ever seen that? I also didn't see no. Michael Clayton. No. It's, it's, it's beyond good. You know what it is? It's a borderline film, is film? what it is. It's just a really good movie, though. I think he plays a right. dad in a really dark movie, too. I forget I forget which one. I have to look that up. But yeah. He's right. done a lot. He's one of those guys you know his face. There's a lot of guys out there like that that sure. they work a ton and maybe don't get recognized as yeah. much. But Yeah, yeah. All right, so we yeah. got uh, Patriots oh, at Bills today. Um, with we, some injury concerns, mm-hmm. uh, not, not surprisingly. <sighs> yeah. Juju so, going on IR. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Uh, Let's Trent, dive into that Trent one. Brown, he's <laughs> definitely playing. Nah, yeah, I mean, he'll be dressed. I don't know how much he's going to play. The word definitely I don't think play, The word's definitely playing in Trent Brown in the same sentence is Hard. a strange concept. Yeah, no, they I promoted. was joking. I mean, I, was, I mean, it's <laughs> not happening. I don't uh, do Jabril humor. Peppers? Yeah, he'll play, yeah, but Peppers like how out. much? Out. Peppers is Duggar? out. Duggar? 
Duggar, I mean, I guess Evan was telling the radio this morning that he is he is very sick and it's still a game-time decision. I don't know if Evan maybe saw him uh, on the plane or whatever, but, yeah, I mean, they promoted Josh Bledsoe, so that gives you, you know, some kind of pause if uh, they're yeah. going to be fully manned at safety. And, right. uh, you know, see Phil Perry talking about um, pretty extended pregame for Anthony Jennings and looks like a real, true game-time decision for him. Yeah, some sickness going through the locker room this week. That, I think, is what's uh, derailing a lot of these guys. So. Any sickness going through any of the households around here? No, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, a little something over there? Matt, yeah, Matt oh. was out. Yeah. Ma- Leave the producer alone, man. Yeah, Morell. Well, it's a tough week between him and Lapan. They've got the the young ones, and they yeah. are in it right now. I've just I, accepted. I mean, Mike, you and I and Paul are a little bit past it in terms yeah. of like the constant petri dish, right? And then Tamara just lives in a you know isolated <laughs> hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> yes. <Little> kids <laughs> sleeps for fourteen hours I mean, a day. I, and it's, I, I, look I, at the look I, you get. I couldn't wake up at four p.m. today. It was, it was very. She's up very early. That's why she's so healthy and happy. Right, is because she's never sick and uh, she gets plenty of rest. Sleeping for eternity. But anytime you have all the Christmas and holiday gatherings with the little cousins and stuff, they come over. I just assume I'm going to acquire some kind of yeah. minor cold. Yeah, yeah. At right. least. You, you're not one of those uncles, are you? What? Oh, uh, 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 the nieces and nephews are coming over. You know I'm going to get sick. Uh, no, I do it afterwards, but I jump right in because I, you know, I love playing with them and uh, oh, uh, do you? throwing them around. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Roughing yeah, them up. Oh, you like to mix it up with the, the cool nieces uncle, and nephews? The fun uncle. God, you yeah, are the you gotta be cool. You got to be cool. Oh. <laughs> you got to be cool. It's not hard when it's a bunch of three-year-olds. I'm the standoffish relative. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's good there's to no see way. you, too. There's no way. Don't bother me. Grumpy Uncle Rob. No, there's I'm no the, way. I'm the one who goes You're the outside. wife of the party. I want to go outside in the yard and play. Let's, yes. Let's throw yeah. something back and forth. Let's make a game of it. Let's keep score. Not we always end, we that always right. end up keeping score. Yeah. So you can avoid germs outside. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. I got you. All right. Well, the game is afoot. <laughs> <laughs> should we, uh, should we uh, do the keys here? Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, Mike, and Tamara's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? You see Paulie Pep in his step, hop right up and grab that key. He did, he did like that kick the feet thing. Yeah, he just, remembered this week. I just feel yeah. like I don't even need to like give my key because Paul's just going to win. No, I, I ain't Don't win, give I, up. I ain't winning this week. Look at that mm. key. He says that every week. I know. No, he says but that you, every week and still wins. But this is this first. This is a week that I lit- literally did not have anything to add. Hold on a second. I'm going to bring Mike and Southie up right now. Mike, you know you're going to have to uh, give away the key to the game here in a few minutes, right? Mike. Oh, Mike and Southie. Yeah. What, yeah, that's what I, it's oh. exactly what I said. Oh, Mike and oh, Southie. I'm, He's persnickety. I'm sorry, Hardy. I'll okay. Give you, I'll give you the keys in a minute. No. 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 Our we keys. are giving the keys to the game. You decide who has the best key. I'm going to put you, you on judge. hold. You listen, okay? We could do this right. quickly. Okay, right. fine. We could do this quickly. Take then we it can seriously. Get, then we can get to Mike's point. Yeah. Because um, right. we're going to need points today because I don't think oh. we have a lot to Did make. Did I have a point? The four of us. Uh, my, my key was just all about. Please uh, arrive at the point. <laughs> Josh Allen. You know, um, I think he is the entirety of that offense. And keeping him in the pocket at least controls the running element of, of Josh Allen. So I, I think that they've done a decent job of that, um, you know, at times in the past. I think it's been more about. Allen himself, when he doesn't want to run, you can sort of tell that early in the game. Um, but I think that's the key. You can't allow him to make big plays outside the pocket. 
Okay. All right. So it's mostly about Josh Allen Correct. for Paul Perillo as he attempts to retain the key. Tamara? For a record fourth week in a row. <laughs> Is it that a record? M- I don't it, know. Could, it could be true. <laughs> Since we, we don't, began keeping records? We don't know. <laughs> Long we ago. Don't know. Go ahead. What do you got, Tamara? Mine is don't get bullied by Bills Mafia. You have a lot of young guys playing right now, especially with all the injuries, quarterback changes, et cetera, who've never actually played in this type of environment. And I think with a team who already struggles with communication on offense, this is going to be an interesting one to see how Demario Douglas, Zappi, the offensive line, those young guys, um, make sure they're able to hear each other. So I think this is going to be an interesting one to see how they manage that in the first half, especially because this is the Bills team who's fighting for a playoff spot, playoff seating. And so I think that um, they're going to be loud. They're going to be very crazy, and hopefully the, the Patriots can overcome that. Yeah, watch out for flying objects. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, marital Did, leads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Deuce, your key. Yeah, I want to get Pop a TD. You know, I think Pop Douglas had a nice year. Doesn't have a touchdown yet, and uh, just like to see that. I'd also like to see the defense get a TD. Mm-hmm. Those are my, my two things I'd like to see here in these last two games. You know, just a couple caps for some nice seasons, get the defense a TV. But today, love to see Pop Douglas just get in the end zone. All right. Uh, my key on this New Year's Eve, don't let the ball drop, as the ball will drop in times you square. You can't stop time. No, you, Patriots, oh. don't drop the ball. Don't turn the ball over. And I'll tell you why. In addition to yep. being a key yep. to winning any football game, the Bills have a tendency to turn the ball over. Mm. Josh Allen, good for a pick or two at some of the worst times. Um, James Cook has fumbled the ball a lot, and I believe earlier he does this week a lot. the Patriots have even identified him. Probably someone speaking out of turn, I believe, earlier this week said something about, oh, yeah, he uh, he puts it on the ground a lot. He puts it on the ground a lot. We're going to be focusing in on that. So if you can win the turnover battle, don't let the ball drop New Year's Eve. It all ties in. It's a really good key. I like it. Uh, you, you got a chance of winning this game today against the Bills, who do have a yeah. tendency to turn the ball over. So. Gunning for the win. Gunning right. for the win. So there we go. Okay. So now, now, back to Mike. We go back to Mike and Southie. Who will win the key this week, Mike? All right. I think Deuce is going to win the key to the game this week. I completely agree with him. And here's why. Uh, last time we had a homegrown underdog wide receiver, it took him like three years to get a touchdown on this team. So I would like that narrative to not be a thing in 2024. Deuce, I love it. All yeah. right. Yeah, it's great. So they'll lose 24 to 7, but Pop got a TD. Meanwhile, my key about not turning the ball over and bringing up statistics and having a reference to New Year's Eve, that's no good. Okay. Do you I just Hardy's want... Hardy's feeling no, the pressure just... of only having one more chance to win the key. <laughs> I just want to I bought the key. I'm out 6 bucks for that stupid novelty Patriots key. My favorite part of this key though is that it's actually a key to nothing because right. it's not it's even, not even, it's not even beveled. Well, well, did you want me to like have it cut into one of my house keys? No, 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 so then in addition to the key to the game you it's can It's symbolic. I like the I appreciate the symbolism. Come or go as you please. Symbolism. <laughs> symbolism. All right, Mike, what 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 did you have to say other than giving out the key to an undeserving recipient? <laughs> I okay, take besides to being the, the key bearer, um, I have to say I was watching last night's Lions game. Hardy, you might want to cover oh, your boy. ears for this one. No, I know. Uh, I think the last two minutes of that game was a love letter to all of the Belichick believers because as bad as it's been in New England, at least we don't have a head coach who did everything he possibly could to ensure the Lions lost that game by going for it, uh, the two-point conversion, not once, 
not twice, but three times, I, right. including being back. I couldn't possibly disagree line. more with this I, call. I know the refs kind of blew it, but yeah. let's not. Let's oh, yeah, ignore that fact. There's bad coaching. Yeah, no, I, do, I totally disagree. Okay. Completely disagree. They were playing with house money. They were dominating the game at the time. Total, I couldn't disagree more, and that's, to me, a reason not to do it because it's not a steadfast thing. It's not a one always do this. Yeah. And that's, to me, where I feel like they've gotten to. Okay, so this is uh, – and, Mike, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Um, now, I, I would agree with Mike in just the one minor element of, okay, when the penalty happens and you're at the seven, just kick it then, fine. Thank you. But – I don't have any problem with the fact that they went for two, and they never would have done that. Well, just Bill, it, Bill wouldn't have done. Doesn't that. it take you back to last year's Lions game with the same kind of you know just refusal to kind of adjust to the right. game and and you yeah, know what's the Lions record since then? Yeah, I couldn't tell you compared but, to the Patriots record. It's definitely then. better. It's very very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, now listen, the the Lions are frustrating because they don't stink. They have good players defensively. They were very good last night, aside from yeah. Just you know, trying to you know keep C.D. Lamb in single coverage. I'm like, you got to stop doing that. And C.D. Lamb went off last night, but the Cowboys didn't do much more offensively beyond that. If they I, had just sacked him on that play, which they had oh, the yeah. perfect call on, then I don't care. That he has 30, 13, 13 catches with 220 yards. No, uh, there, there, it was after their I think second touchdown drive. Uh, I was watching the game and I turned into Paul Perillo. Because <laughs> Did you order McDonald's? Because <laughs> don't be mean. <laughs> it was that, no. I, I take it back. It was after the Lions touchdown drive, after the the long completion, um, and then Dan Campbell is yelling at his guys, "Good drive, good drive!" As they're coming off the field, and I said to my wife, "I'm like, if Paul Perillo were watching this game, and and, and Joe Buck said, and the Dan Campbell uh, saying good drive, and it was. I said, no, it wasn't." They had one big chunk play, and then they stalled out in the red zone. It was not a good drive. Oh, okay. They had one long completion to move the ball downfield. Other than that, it was yeah. largely inept, and again, not a good drive. And I know Mike's point, and I, I agree with some of what Mike is saying. They had that drive that they got down inside, the, and it's fourth and goal from, like, the five, and he goes for, like, just take the, you know, at that, yes. that, at that stage of the game, just kick the field goal. Yeah, and we're you not know, So some of that stuff I think Dan Campbell needs to tighten yeah. up. I mean, and I liked Dan Campbell. I mean, the point I was trying to make was just that, like last year when they went for all those fourth downs and they just passed up field goals. Like yeah. at some point you have to kind of adjust and not just be, I mean, in some ways I admire like, look, this is what we're going to do. We're always going to be aggressive, but there, there has to be a time when you realize the situation and it's time to take the points and force overtime. Right. But and, they've, they've you know. had a higher percentage. Did you see some of those stats last night they put up? Mm. Higher percentage of fourth downs, over 35% of fourth downs they've attempted. And then on the plus side of the 50, it raises even even more so oh it's over 50 percent yeah yeah so like you can say that there are times where it doesn't work out and they need to kick field goals and i would totally agree um but i I think it's a mentality that they know they're going to use and the the team understands this is how we're going to play and they feed off it and it works for them yeah and they're 11 and 5 and probably should be you know i'm I'm surprised though because i thought you know, like you mean, you I feel like you got to just ride this, though. Like I would have that... kicked the extra point after the after the penalty. I agree with Mike from Southie on that. 
Yeah. No. But but it feels like this could be what does them in, like stupid over aggressiveness. Like I'd worry yeah, about that. I, 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 I would worry about it too, but I would rather be over aggressive than the alternative, like kicking uh, down seventeen, <laughs> punting the ball yeah. on on fourth and two. Yeah, yeah. Like so that's why that's the part that I disagree with Mike yeah, and yeah. Southie about. When you look at Brandon Staley and then you look at Dan Campbell, is one of them more so going off stats and then one one of them more so committing to just being aggressive on every single fourth down play? So I Dan think it's Camp- more the latter. I th- yeah, I think Dan yeah. Campbell gets that moniker. But last night they, you know, they they showed statistically, and you know what the book says to do. He was right to go for two. He was right to go for two, yeah. except after the penalty. Now, I don't, I don't mind going for two in the win. I thought they had the momentum. But when I they thought, get backed up five, right. then it gets dumb. And this is what bugs me about the Lions. They don't stink. They've got good players. They're just stupid. You know, they do stupid things. And I'm sorry, Paul, I, I don't know the rule well enough. Oh, to I talk don't, about, don't look at me on, this, on the rule thing. Oh, my God, because they said, well, Buck said last night, he said, or Aikman, he said, they could have been called for three different things on that play. They just chose the not yeah. reporting as eligible. Now, personally, I think they're covering their, their ass. I, I think the, the pool report talking about Dan Skipper, Reported and was covered up, so it was an illegal formation too. That's why there were two flags. Right. They didn't call two penalties. He only announced one. And how many times we were talking about this before the thing? How many yeah. times have you seen yeah, there are two penalties, both against the offense, illegal formation, uh, the, right. the right tackle was covered up, that penalty's declined, yeah. illegal touching number sixty-eight, that penalty's accepted. We'll redo the try. Yeah. They so, didn't announce that. Right. Yeah. So was it really a thing? In the I moment? think I think they're just coming up with it. So even in other words, even if they did report properly, Mike, mm-hmm. they also covered up number seven. <laughs> like, well, number first of all, they're saying that number seventy didn't report. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So he can be covered up. The whole thing is all related to one screw-up, in my my opinion. And, listen, I understand the Lions think they got screwed, so they're going to tell you, well, we did this, we did that, we told them this, and we told them that. I believe them. Based on the pictures that they showed, I believe that they they did it properly. I don't know. No no one knows. I, like, I love on Twitter when everybody becomes an absolute expert on it. They know what everybody said. No, you're only going off of what they told you they said. Right. Right, Brad Allen said that number seventy reported. Does that mean he really did? So both because lo- because Brad Allen left that group before Skipper even got to it. So I think Brad Allen saw seventy coming into the yeah, fray and, and said, that's, "That's the, the same report. guy that's been reporting periodically during the yep. game. I'm going to run over and let the Cowboys know yep. number seventy is reporting." Yep. Right. Yep. Now I also think the Lions yeah, tried I mean, to intentionally. At him. He's looking at him. He's pointing at him. Right. And he's you can not. See a, kinda, he couldn't like, have possibly told him because yeah. he wasn't there yet. Yeah. Right. But my feeling is the Lions tried to do this intentionally vaguely yep. to try to confuse the Cowboys, and, and that probably what, yeah. came back to bite them. And that's what they said before the game, that they, were gonna, that they gave them the heads up they were going to try to pull something like this, which... Oh, we're supposed to have Steve. I'm sorry. I, I, am, I am just now hearing a report. Steve Tasker from uh, right, BuffaloBills.com is... We have a AWOL. better special teams player anyway. AWOL. Matthew Slater. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, no, anyway. um, yeah, I mean, maybe he's tied up in all seriousness. Yeah, yeah. We are, and and if he calls in later, we'll get to him then. But, the uh, you know, whether it, it reported at, you know properly or not, whether the call was made on the field properly or not, there is also hanging over this game this thing that happened between the Lions and the Cowboys in a playoff game 
several oh, years ago. That game was fixed. Oh. Where the and, and Tamara, I know you're gonna you know look at me like it I'm wasn't crazy. in the '80s. <laughs> no, but it, but it was a while. But ago. it was five six years ago, and, Des, I, and I don't blame anybody Des for Bryant, not knowing. Or remember. No. no, there were two calls in that game where I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I think I do. I I know you do. And everyone's <laughs> and out I to, think and everyone's out to get you too. No 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 no. I think they were out to get you. <laughs> And that Lions game, they, I think they got The Lions got game. jobbed by the referees and the NFL to set up Cowboys-Packers the next week. Mm. That was the Des Bryant game. Okay. And that was, okay. if you go back and watch the last two series, the last Lions offensive series and the Cowboys offensive series, you will see one of the most puzzling call reversals you will ever see in a football game. Oh, there you go. And one of the most, okay, so this, you know, this ended up being called interference on the field in the moment, and then they picked they the flags up. up, and they said, no, there's no pass interference. Oh, wow. And if you when watch it— does that it, ever happen? I mean, it just— <laughs> When Dallas is involved. <laughs> he's, he's, he's all over me. He's not turned back to the football. Everything about it is textbook pass interference. Yeah. They, they threw the flag, and then they picked it up. On the ensuing Cowboys game-winning drive— Two of the most blatant holds where it's like, ah, that's not holding, that's not holding. Guys were wrestled to the ground, arms outside of the shoulder pads, mm -hmm. Lions pass rushers, and they didn't call it the Cowboys score and win the game. I, uh, my my memory, too, wasn't there like a really, like a, they were going to get off the field, the Lions were going to get off the field and stop them, and it was like a one of those really delayed defensive holds that extended the drive and it was like on the I, other I, side of the yeah, field I think you're right not even to the right. intended receiver it was like but we got to do something here I'm telling you that game deserves a 30 for 30 yeah and Tim Donaghy was involved so this is this is why you know you watch that game last night again uh, in Dallas same thing you know both good teams again and like oh uh, it's a good game I mean, I, was, I can understand why, was. you know, and I have another really good friend, Danny V, you know, high school uh, sure. sports czar from the Boston Herald. He's a huge Lions fan, maybe even bigger than you. Um, I, I don't know how you guys do it because that kind of stuff seems to happen to them all the time. Well, um, and I liked your tweet, Hardy, where it's uh, it's not so much what happened in that game, but it feels like the refs are going to continue to come. It's up not even that. that. It's 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 the refs and it's the Lions doing yeah. it to themselves. Yep. I don't I, I, I don't you know, for that Cowboys playoff game. Yes, I think they got jobbed last night. The Lions were their own undoing. I would ultimately. Agree. I yeah. would agree with that. And the, and, I, and when I say I'm not so mad about the game as I is I am already preemptively mad that they're going to do it again in the playoffs, and they will. <laughs> and whether it's a late-game turnover, you know, let's yeah. not forget about Jared Goff throwing a pick, uh, you know, late in that game. It's not just yeah. about going going for two again and again. And, and by again. the way, yeah. the last one was there. He made a bad throw. Yes. Uh, all right, let's go behind enemy lines. Here we go. You know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. here every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Oh, yeah. I was on with you guys in 2018, Thursday Night Football. Yep. And I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. Time now to go behind enemy lines. My God, it's coming right for us. Joining us now from Buffalo, Steve Tasker at SteveTasker89, BuffaloBills.com. We all know Steve. Good to talk to you again, Steve. It's Hardy, Mike, Tamara, and uh, Paul all here with you on this New Year's Eve morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good to be with you again. Hey, Steve, just, uh, you know, where do you see the Bills at right now? A lot of people saying this is a team expecting to get hot, get in the playoffs that nobody wants to play. How do you see them progressing right now? Where are they at? 
Well, it's interesting. The uh, defense has been, you know, injured. Like you guys know how how that kind of goes. They've been able to, to short up. They're actually getting healthier now at the end of the season. They do seem to be on a crescendo um, defensively. Offensively, they, um, you know, when they switched offensive coordinators to Joe Brady, things changed up a little bit. Steph Diggs has kind of taken a little bit of a backseat, at least statistically. He's still getting targets, but they are really leaning on James Cook. Uh, their, their tight ends, both Kincaid and Knox, have been nicked up in the last month, but they're kind of healthier now. Uh, Knox back on the field after wrist surgery in season. And then Kincaid getting off a shoulder injury. Was, this is the first week he was off the injury report, so those guys are back healthy. In the meantime, James Cook has emerged and, and been a real force. The, the Dallas game, I think, was a little bit of an aberration as to who they are. I don't think they're a run-first ball club, but you know when you beat a team 31-10 to 10 and you you know, and you only have seven pass completions, it's one of those games, you know. So, um, other than that, yeah, they're starting to score points at a little higher clip than they were just before the switch to offensive coordinator. And they do seem to have a little bit better vibe about them. Um, yeah, they, Josh Allen is playing absolutely lights out. Um, here in Buffalo Bills territory, nobody cares. He turns it over a couple of once or twice a game <laughs> because they're going to score, you know. 30 points so as long as they do that as long as they're scoring nobody really you know nobody really cares that he throws an interception a game uh but when they go minus three like they did in la and still have the juice to win that game that'll tell you how big an engine they've got under the hood steve do you believe that josh allen is playing lights out right now because he's not putting on a cape and trying to play superman and hero ball and that he's really leaning on his run game and his tight ends more versus trying to do it all by himself yeah, I think I think that's a benefit that the, the coaching staff and the players around him have started to give him. Um, he's starting to learn that you know it's okay not to have to do that. Uh, certainly, he's still capable of doing it, and he'll do it. But I think what the thing now is, it's not a <laughs> it's not an offensive philosophy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, now he'll do that on a handful of plays during the game on any given game, only enough to keep him on the field, give him a chance for a big play, or give him a chance to stay on the field offensively. Uh, he's playing a little bit better within the scheme now than he has because I think he trusts. Yeah, you know, James Cook is his second year. That that trust has been earned. Khalil Shakir, same thing. Kincaid, same thing. Uh, these are young players that I think he's starting to to lean on. And I think Joe Brady has put him in a position where a couple of times he has to lean on those guys. They're the their numbers called, and they've come through for him. This group of receivers, while it's not real dynamic, it's not like Cincinnati's crew. It's not like. Uh, you know, um, some other guys with digs there, they're still good. But uh, this is a crew that catches the ball better than any crew Josh Allen has had. In years past, the catch ratio, I mean, they, they led the league in drops last year, were high in, high in the ranking in drops last year. That's changed, and that has made a big difference. Steve, you talked a little bit about the defensive improvement, and I know they had some significant injuries on that side with Milano and White and and Jones up front. Um, what has been the key, do you think, of their improvement in the last month or so? I think they've been surprised by the way um, Bernard has played inside. Um, they've gotten some good play from uh, uh, from uh, Dodson, Terrell Dodson. Uh, the athleticism, instinctiveness of those two guys, um, along with um, you know the other young Dorian Williams uh, at linebacker. They've been really pleasantly surprised with their athleticism and their instincts. Um, 
Bernard has really grown into having the radio in his helmet, calling the plays and communicating. They're getting way better at that. Um, while Poyer and Hyde, the safeties, have been in and out of the lineup, uh, Hyde will be back today. Uh, those guys are, you know, they're they're not the athletes they once were, but the savvy and the and the ability to communicate is still there. So everybody, when those guys are on the field, along with Bernard, kind of growing into the to the uh, role, they are they're in the right spot. You know, they're always in the right spot. They're they're not making any mental mistakes or not as many. And the athleticism of the young linebackers has been a big boost for them. So while they ha- they aren't as good without Tre'Davious White at the corner. They're still good down inside. It's a, it's a team driven by the front four up there, and they've got four, five, six guys that they really like in a rotation. Steve, we all know what happened when these two teams met back on October 22nd here at Gillette Stadium. Does that factor in at all to what you think happens today? And more to the point, what is your score prediction for today's game? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think, you know, you remember that game on in October. You know, Josh comes out and throws a pick. After they give up a field goal on the first drive, throws a pick, and you know that all of a sudden it's ten nothing before they run their second offensive play, and they just never dug out of it. Uh, turnovers were a problem, and they have been a problem at times. Like I said, if they don't score points, uh, they still turn it over. I mean, there's just no way around it; they do it. And uh, last week in LA, they got a turnover from two other guys other than Josh. So when everybody else piles on, it's a hard, it's a heavy lift. They still manage to win the game. That's how talented this team is. So. Um, if if the Bills don't turn it over, uh, I don't think I don't think anybody's going to beat them. Uh, certainly, I don't think the Patriots will beat them today if they don't turn it over. But I think if they do, I think it's going to be somewhere. I think it's going to be one of those games where first one to twenty or twenty four points is going to win it. So I'll give me the Bills twenty four twenty one, maybe twenty twenty three twenty. One of those kind of games. A couple of field goals. It's a nice day weather wise here, uh, so that's not going to be a factor. No wind. It's cold. No wind. No rain. No wetness. Uh, so both these teams will be able to play hard, but I still think the Bills win it. I think it's a division game. It's going to be close. Um, and if one of these teams gets, you know, underwater on turnovers, uh, it'll go the other way big. You know what? It's funny, Steve. I, I made a lot about the turnovers in my key to the game, and it was roundly dismissed. Not by me. Uh, not by Paul, <laughs> but, you know, when it came time to, like, anoint the best key of the game, uh, mine didn't win. And here it is. Steve Tasker <laughs> is pretty much, he and I are in lockstep. Yeah. So I, I think we're right. Buffalo everyone. Bills legend Steve Tasker <laughs> yeah. agrees with you, Hardy. Yeah. So what does that say? It says something. You don't have to yell when you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, uh, good to talk to you as always. We appreciate you taking the time. Happy New Year. Hey, have a great New Year, guys. Great talking to you. You too. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Steve Tasker, one of the best, uh, one of our favorites here on the uh, Patriots pregame, fueled by Duncan. Good guy. Good guest. I think he would have liked Pop getting a touchdown. I'm a little surprised that he – So, obviously, he's picking turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but he's saying that turnovers will happen. Yeah. Because, I mean, if he's picking that close of a game, so – that to me is the the one missing link, and it's not Josh Allen. It's the other. He was right. It's the other ones. And you mentioned James Cook. James Cook is the big one. I mean, even some of his big games, he had like this big run in a Monday night game against Denver, where he got about fifty yards, and about halfway through, he just lost the ball, and it bounced right back up to him. It was like he dribbled it. Um, he's loose with the football, uh, and that, that was, could be a big equalizer. Well, that was one of he's had two two fumble games this year, yeah. and that was one of them. So. Uh, I I obviously turnover is an easy. I I'm not saying that I'm rewriting the 
you know, the football book by saying that, you know, win the turnover battle. But it's it, it is one of the great equalizers, especially when you've got a, a Buffalo team that on paper, on the field, everywhere else is way more talented than you. You yeah. need something to level things out and turnovers would be the key. I would be more confident. The key. With them turning the ball over, like if like Jabril was playing, you know, if all these guys weren't out on defense. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because I feel like almost every single turnover the Patriots' defense has gotten this year, like Peppers or Tavai has been involved in some way. Yeah, when they just have yeah. – I mean, they got seven forced fumbles this year, which I just, you know, was looking up, which is, you know, like tied for fourth or fifth worst in the league. So it's just – I mean, I think we talked about last week. It's, it's just a sign of what this defense is. And, I mean, I think we've all said they're good run defense, but, you know, in terms of forcing consistent turnovers – they just haven't done it season long. It's been better in the last few weeks, but, um, you know, they just lack that kind of physicality. I think that, that, you know, when you force fumbles, it's a sign of a defense that's really, you know, all over the ball. And, and, and you know, for all, I can, I can say some nice things about the Patriots defense, but I think in terms of playing against the pass and, and forcing mm-hmm. fumbles, turnovers, it, it hasn't been as good as it needs to be. Let's go to the phones, 855-PATS-500. Uh, emails rolling into webradio at patriots.com. We'll get to those, but first we get to Mark who is in Everett. Mark, thanks for being on the show. What do you got for us? Happy New Year. Mark. Put me in a bad mood on New Year's Eve. Making Everett I did die. not, and I did not give him a second chance. I just, You know what I did, Matt? I just hung up. Boom. That's what gone. I did. Kendall is in North Carolina. He's always ready. Hi, Kendall. Hey, how you doing? How y'all doing, man? Good, Hi. Kendall. That's good. Um, I got a question. Uh, what is the, in terms of the draft, scenario uh, what's the worst that we could finish today is it seven or is it nine i heard somebody say the worst they could end up would be ninth over like if yes. they won both games i don't know how true that is but but that's what i heard someone say that's i i heard the same thing that right now third currently third they're back in the third yeah strength of schedule everybody root for seattle today which is just like these weird things to because yeah. of strength so of schedule how did the cowboys win to help us get back to three Oh, it's like affected Washington's strength of schedule somehow. It's I mean it's complicated. You're like you're sometimes you're not even winning for a specific team to win because they're winning. It's yeah. just because it's. And gonna I like, think they're going to end up behind yeah. Washington if they end up tied, right? I think so. I think that's the way because Washington now plays. Yeah, San it's, Francisco. It's hard. They're in a tough position. Else, yeah. yeah, they're in a tough position against Washington if they end up tied. But it might be okay. Ken. Oh, there we go, guys. Thank you. Okay. Oh, sorry. Thanks. No, uh, I was just saying, it only matters. If you think, A, you want a quarterback, and B, you think it's only a two-quarterback draft. If you think it's a three-quarterback draft and you end up fourth or fifth, well, you you can move up. You can move up. I, I don't expect them to move up to get one of the and three quarterbacks. right now, right? 519. Yeah, yeah, you can see 519, 519 strength yeah. of schedule. It's up on the video for those watching at home. Um, so yeah, they're 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 dead even. But I mean, we talked about like, shouldn't it just be first though? If you played that team, it shouldn't come down to like you know, oh, we both lost to this team. Like, it shouldn't it just be head to head? Like, yes. I don't know. And my, yes, of course. My guess should. is the head to head is why the Patriots are three and Washington's four. Now that might be yeah, that's a good point. Because it's probably the second yep. tiebreaker, but I don't know that for sure. Just yeah. quickly, um, okay. everyone here on board with the Patriots selecting a quarterback if they end up having a high pick? Yes, that, of course. Is that what they need, Paul? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. All right. Do you think there are two? Uh, how many quarterbacks would be acceptable to you in terms of drafting right now that you can think of with that first overall pick? With the, with with your first pick as a as a patron? I think two. I think two. There I mean, are, I, you only have two. Yeah. You're two. Two quarterbacks. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I kind of feel like it's two. I, I agree with the, there, the panel. There's a third one emerging, but I wouldn't trade up to get him. Like a top three pick. Jaden Daniels? Yeah. Okay. He's emerging, and I feel like he's been rising as of late, but I feel like I would not trade up to get him. All my anti-Jaden Daniels commentary has been ba- is pretty, <laughs> oh, no. much, pretty much based on I don't think they're going to get him anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to convince myself why I wouldn't want him, want him in the first <laughs> right. place. That's you know, just ended. setting myself up to, <laughs> to not be <laughs> Interesting tact. <laughs> I like that. But, uh, but you know, I, I, again, a lot of it is a recency bias. If Zappi goes out there today and looks just kind of like Zappi or even regresses a little bit, Jaden Daniels will look like the best thing ever to me, and I would be more than oh, willing to draft yeah. him. I mean, if my choice is what I have now or Jaden Daniels, I'll right. take Jaden and, Daniels. And more to your point, Tamara, trading up to get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If you're fifth and you need to be. Yeah, but they won't have to. Yeah, I don't think they'll have to. Okay, I, I don't think, think so. The, uh, Unless, like, you. You know the doomsday scenario of winning the last two games and you end up nine. Well, now you well, probably that's have what to I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to directly, you know, correspond to this, I think that the Bears got behind Matt Eberflus, so I think they're going to keep him as the coach. Are they going to keep Justin Fields too? That's you know, and he's still been up and down, but I think that's a, you know, that's a huge thing. This do, is do why they wanna, do they want a quarterback? Right. This is why I hate draft talk too, because now there's all this talk about. Like, oh, wait a second. Then maybe the Bears end up sticking with Justin Fields. Maybe Arizona right. is going to no. stick with Kyler Murray. Right. So, See, but so the odds of both of them sticking are pretty slim. I, yeah. Paul, and I, they need both of them to stick. I agree. And it's like, well, wait a second. So they're not going to select a quarterback. Oh, that means you can trade up. They're willing to trade. Yes. Well, are they going to? Are they going to draft a quarterback at all? But then you have to factor in every other team in the league. Correct. How crazy are they willing to get in order to trade up and get that? That's and what somebody makes, will do it. That's what makes the wins problematic. Now, I'm not suggesting you don't win, like you don't try to win. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that's what the drawback is. Mike and I had a good little uh, back and forth yeah. about this on Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Um, or one of the days. It, it just, It's the difference between just being able to sit in your spot and take who you want as opposed to giving up a significant resource when you don't have a lot of significant resources. Correct. They don't have a lot of draft picks right now. No. And they certainly don't have a lot of significant ones. Mm-hmm. Gee, if they only could have, I don't know, maybe traded a couple of guys well, before I heard, the deadline. Well, you, you, know, you were on vacation. Um, Phil Perry brought that up, you know, going back to the um, the trade deadline yeah. with Josh Uche. You know, like, could have got a fourth round, maybe a fifth round pick for him. Some that, might be a sweet, that might be a sweetener for one of these. Man. And even if you don't end up being able to add that to a package – because, like, you know, how much more is that given? Okay, great. Well, at least you, now you have another pick. So they have seven picks. You're going to lose two of them if you're trying to go from, like, five to three. Right. So now you're down to five. <laughs> <You're> gonna, <laughs> right. You could use you're that gonna, extra, like, yeah. day three pick. And, and well, yeah. Six, you, could, you could use them just even if, even if you're not packaging them up as a sweetener. Just to make sure you got enough guys in camp right. as rookies yeah. to bring in next year. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, the only other thing I bring up, too, is just um, – and I don't know how much it'll change, but these things – like, everyone just seems so dead set on what the top three are right now. These things get really fluid around now. And, I mean, as Evan kind of put it, like, everybody starts to catch up to where the actual teams are at. Now, it very well may stay the same, and I assume Caleb Williams should probably be the, the top pick. But yeah. um, but you never, you never know for sure exactly, and I think that's – What's hard, and, and I mean, I'm you know I'm I'm with everybody. Like, there's a certain sweet spot at three that you know you're going to have a shot at one of those three guys. That that's you know. I appealing. would be stunned if Williams and May aren't among the top three. Yeah. Now I think the question would be how high does do people want to go for Harrison? Because mm-hmm. does a quarterback needy team just say, well, I have to take a quarterback? Yeah. And that's what to me the danger I want to avoid. 
if you think Jaden Daniels is like the third best player in the draft, fourth best player in the draft, by all means, take him. It's quarterback at a you know that position, but like I think too many times it ends up being Trevor Lawrence is the best player in the draft, and he happens to be a quarterback. By the time you get to Trey Lance at three, well, he might have been like the fiftieth player on the board, mm-hmm. right. but he's the quarterback, yeah. so you take him three. Right. You know, Mac Jones. You think about you all take of, him fifteen. Yeah, you think all about Trey Lance's like warts too that they were willing to overlook. Like he played like one season. Yeah, you know, smaller program. You know, FCS. Like it's. It, it gets complicated quick, and you just you get to that point where you need the quarterback, and he's the guy, and you can't really trade down into the twenties and still get him. You know, I wonder, if, you know, what could happen tomorrow? Is Michael Penix gonna, you know, start to rise a little bit too if he if he really plays lights out, or you know, even Quinn Ewers for for Texas? Does he start to get a little bit mm-hmm. more juice? Not that they're gonna get in the top five, but it just gives you more to think about when you're, um, you know, navigating the draft board. Uh, let's go to Floyd in Michigan. See what Floyd has for us this week. What do you have, sir? Good to good to hear from you. Happy New Year, Mr. Hardy. Good good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, get Bill out. Oh oh oh! <laughs> Happy Hi. New Year to you, Coming Floyd. Oh, Mr. Hardy, I'm trying to hold back. I would love to go on a Floyd Classic rant. <laughs> Come on, okay. one last one, one last time. Oh my God. <laughs> Mr. Mike Dussault, you know you're okay with me, but you and, 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 oh, man. This, let's get to the multiple questions. Okay. okay. Sorry. I have five questions. Nice. Question number one. Yep. First floor, yes or no only. <laughs> Kirk Herbstreit says Jaden Daniels is the film of the draft. Do you agree with Kirk Herbstreit? Is the what of the draft? The, the steal of the, the draft? Steal. Oh, steal of the draft. Yeah. I'm going to say no. 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 Too small. Early 2023, the Carolina Panthers moved on from interim head coach Steve Wilkes, who did a nice job, and they hired Frank Reich. We know what happened. After the firing of Josh McDaniel, interim head coach Antonio Pierce seemed to be doing a good job for the Raiders. Did interim head coaches get a more serious look? Um, I'm going to say yes on that, but it would be an extreme circumstance for me. I kind of hope he keeps his job, personally. I do, too, because they're in the AFC, <laughs> and I know that means they'll stink. Yeah, I liked what Paul said. It's, I, I mean, I know this is yes or no, but I just I don't think it's sustainable. I think you get a boost of energy after that coach leaves, but a full off season, having to prep, build a team, I don't know. I I would, he, he gives me, like, Gerard Mayo vibes, just, like, former player, like the, like the guys want to play for him mm-hmm. vibes, but, you know, I don't know how long that I would like to do a lasts. deep interim coach dive on schedules. Because the Raiders' resurgence, quote-unquote, is almost entirely schedule-related. They have one good win. They beat the Chiefs Chiefs, last week. Um, Like, they beat the Jets. They beat the Giants. They beat the Chargers when they were determined to get their coach fired. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I would just say say this. I'm going to say yes, Floyd, but I also – I fear that I I look at these jobs like I look at jobs in the the real world, where in any of our workplaces, I think we all – like to see people being promoted from within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that guy's been here for a while. That guy's paid his dues. I like that the guy way Floyd presented up. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, should they be giving more consideration? But yeah. And I think the answer to that is the yes. The answer yeah. is yes, but I also know we're not dealing in the real world. It's the NFL and things are just different. So, all right, mm-hmm. moving on. Next one. Coming off of a season-ending oblique muscle injury, was it wise for the Dodgers to invest... <laughs> 
$700 million in the Shohei Otani. <laughs> Going off the, off yes, the board yes. a little bit. Yes. 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 Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not my money. Andrew Plus the- Callahan mentioned that there was one year ago, Robert Kraft said, Gerard has no ceiling as a head coach. Does this change how you view Gerard? Uh, just because, well, uh, wait, there, I don't really make it true. Someone that someone feels he has no ceiling as a head coach. I mean, so we have to accept that as fact. I don't know. No, I, I don't think that that's accurate. He's been. I don't. What is no ceiling as a head coach? I'm mean? not even sure. He might I'm never lose sure. a game as a head coach. You oh, never know. oh, in that case, I don't know what's mean, like no ceiling. So like. he's not good enough to be a head coach, or he's. <laughs> I don't know. His potential is he limitless. He could be the greatest. Head coach of all time. We'll have to go yeah. back. We'll have to I go think back Robert and... Kraft thinks very highly of Drudd, man. Yeah. Sure, sure. But I, nothing's changed how I feel about it. No. I mean, I feel like he'd have an inside track on it, but I don't. I don't think he's a lock. No. Yeah. Man, why you always get that brother hard time? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's not, I don't I've, get I've, it. I've got this. Uh, sneaky... It's more. I'm giving Andrew Callahan a bad. A yeah, hard yeah. Time. And I, I don't, also I don't understand it. I do have a sneaky hesitancy to. Make someone a head coach who's never uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Coach before, it. never right. been a head coach whoa, before. Whoa, 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 Mr. Hardy, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa! I'm throwing a red flag. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, why, it's brilliant. why doesn't that apply to uh, who was it? Was it uh, the head coach of the Lions? How about Matt Nagy? How yep. about how, Oh my God! See, I'm going blank. There's other coaches that haven't had any head coaching experience. But when it comes to Gerard Mayo, funny when it's a brother, there's always Oh, wait wait a minute. No, that, that, come on. It's boy. not about not being a head coach before. Every first-time head coach has not been a head coach before. And, and by the way, I, he's never been a coordinator. That was what Hardy was talking about. Yes, and Floyd, I'm I thought – I'm not accusing y'all, but <laughs> let's not play games. No, no, I I, I agree with you. World, I don't even know what we're talking about. Always no. are under more scrutiny, and it's different. Look at Caleb Williams. You know that brother. Never mind. See y'all getting me worked up. That's all right, Floyd. Hey, happy New <laughs> Year. No, oh, you he's got one be, more. He's okay. going to be the number one pick of the draft. Like, yeah. what happened to Caleb Williams? And, he was he was calming down. Highly unlikely. Yeah. Bill Belichick will be fired. Yeah. What's more unlikely? A. Bill will be traded, or B. Bill will return next year. B. Ooh, uh, B is more likely. I don't think it's likely, but I, I, th- I feel Bill being traded is very, very unlikely. I think him being back is very unlikely. So I would go with A. So you think it's more likely he's traded? Yeah. I don't think he'll be the coach here next year, and I think he'll be fired. Okay. Hey, Floyd, thank you. Happy New Year. There he goes. Like, I don't know what what it'll be called. Like, officially in the press release, it might say something like they've agreed to part ways. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be the coach next year. Um, Also, what did you think about Ian Rappaport's um, story this morning about eh. people you should consider? Like, Brian Flores and like not ruling him out as a potential candidate for head coach. For the it, I, I don't know. I didn't know if there was a lot of meat there on the bone. It just feels yeah. like you're kind of drumming up the usual names of people that were here and yeah. you know would have head coaching potential, um, which is fine. But I also I know it wasn't perfect in Miami, and there's I, I don't know how bad the blood is between Brian Flores and the Patriots. I think it's mostly with Bill for that thing. But I really like Brian Flores, and Me and too. if if there's any meat on that bone whatsoever, I'm like, okay, there's yeah. someone who's done it. There's yeah. someone who I already liked, and yeah, 
I would like him as a defensive coordinator. I don't want. I don't. I didn't like his head coaching tenure at okay. Miami. But yeah, I do. I fair. I like the way he coaches defense. That's how I want my defense coached. Yeah. By the way, in my Aggressive. defense, just for a second, yeah. you know, with regard to Floyd and Dan Campbell, I thought Dan Campbell was the biggest joke of a hire when they brought him yeah. in, and he started talking about biting ankles. And but he caps. had been a head coach. He was an interim yeah. head coach in Miami, yeah. and it didn't matter. I still didn't. No, like no. Him. I know. I, I I totally agree right. with you. Right. It's I, like, oh that, no, that, just, that hire was panned left and. Right. It was a. I mean, the guy was a buffoon. And let's face it, they have a he good record. Still is. <laughs> right. Right. It kind of still is. I have warmed up to him because he has shown. I think he's shown on a couple of occasions that that is largely an act, and he's got an actual more. Well, I also would say that what he has shown is something that Tamara talked about with Antonio Pierce is that the players seem to really want to play for him. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's a big part of the the game. I think that's a, a th- big thing to think about going forward, too, of just generally, you know, with Mayo. Like, is, is there something to be said? I mean, I think we're getting so stuck on they have to hire the next offensive guy, you know, and, and have him here for 10 right. years. We have inactives. Jabril Peppers, Nathan Vork, Michael Hasty, Kayshawn Booty, Trenton Brown, Hunter Henry, and Sam Roberts. Kayshawn, I'm glad you didn't let the inactives get by yeah. you. Oh illness. My God. Trent, yeah. Trent, can, can we leave Trent that Brown in 2023? Off the injury report. Probably. Inactive. Probably huh? It won't be an issue. Right? He was removed from the injury report on Friday. Yeah. Uh, the, the the beat goes on. But a dump, da dump. Yeah. yeah. So Andrew Stuber, maybe get a chance today out of Michigan. Michigan man. Um, I don't know. It's It's gone bad with Trent this year. I mean, just everything. I mean, people are you know combing through locker room videos, seeing kind of the, the reaction he has to everything. I know. Um, Sophie Weller posted a thing, not too much in there, but, you know, talking about contract extensions. I mean, I just, I can't imagine that this team has interest in that. They gave him a sweetener this year, and we still kind of got, you know, this performance is just, it hasn't been good enough. And, you know, I, I just, I, I don't want to badmouth him and Juju, but like some of these guys that I just feel like have had bad vibes a little bit on this team kind of getting out, out of the out of the situation here at the end. So I was being facetious earlier when I said Trent Brown definitely playing today. I had heard last night that he was not going to. No, oh, okay. Uh, and, but I did uh, just is told. I, let's just say reliability good, good job, <laughs> sometimes in question. You know, well, I'm sorry. There are there, uh, there, I feel like there are a handful of people on this team that like I know even if they're under contract, I would be okay hey. with cutting ties and just well, and, losing the money. and with a new, you know, if there's a new coach or something like that, it's 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 definitely going to happen. And, and maybe even with some people that we don't want it to because mm-hmm. they just people won't fit what what new schemes will do. But um, I don't know. I wanted to get into some stuff with Paul because I, I just I don't know. He has some some confidence about an actual firing. And I just I wonder, does that happen a week from tomorrow? And if it doesn't happen a week from tomorrow, I think how long think will it drag should. on before you actually could do it? You know, like, I don't know. I just. It's it's hard to fathom that that could be a possibility for I, you know eight days from right now. I feel like I would do it as soon as possible so that then and if there are guys that you really want to retain, yeah. I want them to leave here 100%. and not have a bad taste in their mouth, and then wanting to feel refreshed and be like, okay, I could come back here next year. Like I'll listen to what they have to say to me about renewing my contract. Versus if it takes too long and they're like. I don't know if Bill's going to be here or not, so I'm going to go look and try to be with another team. I mean, you just go look at the letter that they, you know, that the Crafts released right after the season last year. I mean, it's mm-hmm. with the NFL, I feel like, and, and I've learned this here, uh, you know, working for a few years where there's no playoffs. Like, day one, people, fans want to know what's going to change for this team. Like, mm-hmm. why did we have a four, five, six win seat? Like, why did that happen? What's going to change? And even if Bill weren't to leave, 
they were already on the, the you know feeling like we need to put a message out there so one way or another i feel like something has to happen next week to tell the fans what happened and what what we're going to do to correct it uh, back to the phones we go 855 pats 500 michelle in south carolina happy new year michelle Happy New Year, guys. How are you, Tamara? Deuce. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Happy New Year. Bye. My hey, kids are big oh. fans of Michelle. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, they thought Michelle had a little bit of grandpa's cough medicine last no, week. No, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Right. <laughs> hey, Paul. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. How was your McDonald's the other night in the Uber? Oh, <laughs> dang. Paul. Paul's not here, but I wish I'm glad Paul brought that up. Well, oh, there's the message. Look at look at this. 141.4 thousand views. It's viral. Paul Perillo just for going to McDonald's in an Uber uh, late night. So and I love that was... out. If you're just listening and you're not watching right now, the the tweet from Paul at 1:24 a.m. on December 30th. So this was Friday night going into Saturday. Hit a new low tonight. Asked Uber driver to stop at McDonald's on way home. Let's just say I needed it. And he did offer. He did offer the Uber driver to purchase something for the driver. And she said, no, thank you. So he did it right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that was just too. elite content. Like, I woke up and saw that, and instantly my day was made. So, Michelle, before you get to your question, let me ask you, what is your go-to McDonald's order? Oh, my God. Uh, quarter pounder, double quarter pounder with cheese, french fries, and a frap. A frap? What, frap. what flavor yeah. frap? Oh, my God. Chocolate okay. all the way. Okay. All right. Chocolate. That guy in a little <laughs> Stop that. Michelle, uh, did you have anything on the game today as the uh, Patriots get ready to play the Bills? Well, actually, not on the game, but I do have two questions. Okay. Okay, so... I want to know um, if you guys have any thoughts on two questions. Who do you think at the end of the year when this is all said and done, do you have any thoughts of who will be traded? Um, and when do you think we will have an answer on Belichick? And do we have any idea if Robert Kraft has already maybe reached out anywhere okay um so we'll take them one two three in terms of who's going to be here who's going to be next i mean do i mean no idea no, no idea. idea no I mean, idea I, you know i, I think there's no guesses at all no like, zero who's going to be gone is um uh, or i think well yeah i mean gotcha's uh, under contract i mean i don't you know in terms of guys that are under contract mean anything well they don't well they do when the players are playing well and you need them to continue yeah. and there's i don't think there's anybody on this team right now that would want devon godshaw not to play here yeah. next right year. keep him i mean it's okay, what about brown trent brown no, no. he gone. will not be back. he's gone and i would be okay with cutting juju too i know they signed him and to a contract but i'm like i what well, he's done nothing yeah done yeah. nothing. i mean if he's you added no value especially um i think it might have been zach cox who put like his stats next to what jacoby did this year with like seven times i mean you know oh, it, it more than doubled his production i mean we know i mean juju's just been completely unreliable this year um he had a nice game against pittsburgh but yeah and you could have had born here or you could excuse me you could have had um jacoby jacoby yeah. here and um the the fact that we never got like a reasonable explanation as to why they decided to go right. mm -hmm. with Juju uh, over Jacoby, I don't know. And I'd love to say I told you so. But all I really told you was 
why make this move? Why not just keep one? I didn't think I didn't think Jacoby was going to be head and shoulders better than Juju Smith-Schuster. I thought it was at the very least an even swap, and it turns out, oh no, I was I was way more yeah. right about that than I thought. I wish I could have predicted it better, but the fact that they went out of their way to do that it's just mind-boggling, and it's something that the Patriots. Not not alone in doing this. Other teams have done it too, but the Patriots seem to do more often than anyone move on from a player because they're dead set on moving on too early as opposed to too late. But when you bring in a replacement for that player that is less than, what have you gained by moving up, by not hanging on to a player too long? Nothing. And, and you've, is- you, you've given yourself less chance to win over and over and over again. And this is a big reason why I think that it's time to move on from this coaching staff is because they don't know how to manage the roster appropriately. And let it's me a hot mess. Yes, yes. Uh, Michelle, hey, go ahead. Hey, yeah. Hottie, what? you said I didn't play the ukulele. I listened to my song, and I can hear the ukulele. Do you have it with you right now? Oh, I don't because I'm in Rock Hill. Oh, of course you oh, are. You well, uh, next week, call back with the ukulele, and you can prove me and everyone else wrong. I will. All right. Everybody, be safe. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year, Michelle. Tamara, I'm bye glad. Uh, bye bye. I'm glad you brought up like the management of the roster. I think a lot of this comes back to just management. You know, part of being a GM or a head coach is the same thing that you have to do when you're managing. Uh, a 7-Eleven. You got to manage personalities mm-hmm. and you got to manage people and you got to figure out how to make these things work together, not just from an X's and O's and contract standpoint, mm-hmm. but and I understand with 53 guys in the locker room, sometimes you're going to have players that's like, you know what, this guy is just not on board and we're going to get him out of here. But it's incumbent upon you as a head coach and a manager to make things work, and it drives me nuts when it, when I see the Bruins do it and they move on from somebody. Oh, he wasn't getting with the program. What's well, your job to make them get with yeah, the program? Exactly. And they don't do it here. I think to a greater degree than other teams. My way or the highway. Swell management style. It's and it and it works when you got Tom Brady and you're you're going to AFC championships every year. But when you're a sub five hundred team. How do you expect guys just to blindly get in line and go with the program? You need to manage the people a tiny bit. You don't have yeah. to treat them all like, you right. know, like like they're, you know, you don't have to change your philosophy mm-hmm. altogether, but you got to you got to adapt a little bit to if nothing, I'm not talking about culturally. I'm just talking about the situation. The situation is you're not rolling out the footballs and going 10 and 7 anymore. Mm-hmm. This is not this team you need to do a better job of managing the people uh, in in certain regards. And maybe Jacoby Myers, I think he was one of those people yeah. that they probably could have managed they, better. And I think, too, it's like, one, mismanagement, and two, it's like re-signing players that you're like, why are you doing that? And like Devontae Parker, I could have done without you extending him. I could have done without that. Yeah, I could have taken D-Hop over extending him. Oh, like, yeah. There, there are just like many things that you look at and you're like, why did you do this? Well, you talk Why? about the program, Hardy, Folk. and that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's uh, that 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 that's my question is, is what program? Like, what is the program now? Yeah. Because it used to be, you know, and it's a message you sent to the locker room. And I mean, Jacoby Myers. I mean, we on this show loved him for just the uh, stand-up guy that he was. Yeah. Where when he made that debacle of a play against the Raiders, which by the way was started by Ramondre Stevenson, but. <laughs> 
you know, he. This is a guy that you want to send a message to your locker room. This is a guy we're going to reward, a player who was productive with every quarterback that he played with, from Tom Brady to Cam Newton to friggin' even Jarrett Stidham, you know, so and into Mac Jones. So, you know, that was an investment that what I don't think we realized, and I think Evan and I are among those in the media that feel sick about it, that we said, well, Juju, to me, looked like a run-after-catch kind of, you know, gives you a little bit more after the catch. But I don't think what we took into account was that Juju, we might have seen his best days, and he seems like he's on the backward slide, unless he was truly unhealthy this year. And Jacoby was still ascending, and he's gone on to prove that he's exactly the same player he is. Meanwhile, you're giving contract tweaks to guys like Trent Brown, who now we're at the end of the season. Now, you know, Tamara brought up Parker. I get it. I don't I don't totally hate Devontae Parker the way that some people do because I think he has an NFL skill set, and we saw it last week. He helped them get in position to win the game. I don't think he's the answer, but he is a piece of the puzzle, and we've seen it time and time again with contested catches, with the presence he brings on the outside. He can do that at an NFL level. Now, with the right pieces around him, he'd be fine, but I just I don't know what team this is. I don't know what the program is. I don't know who's getting rewarded anymore. It's all over the place. But I'm in yeah. lockstep with Tamara when it comes to it. It's like, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't hate him. I like DeAndre Hopkins so much more, and, and also, it's just they were never really in. Sure. And also, no. Devontae Parker is always hurt. No, and that's and that's fair too, and that's been you know consistent with him. Um, you know, so I like I'm not gonna you know get into get into it on Parker like he's a very specific kind of guy, but you can just run right down what they've done on offense in terms of not not addressing the tackle positions. Now mm-hmm. we're going into an offseason. There are no tackles on the roster mm-hmm. next year. There are no tight ends on the roster next year. Um, so in some ways you can say, look, this is a perfect opportunity to reset it. You, but at the same time, as we kind of made the point this week, that you're going to give some new guy, you know, wh- whoever it is, you're going to grab Detroit's Ben Johnson and his first coach, and I say, hey, guess what? Here's all this money in free agency. Here's our, you know, the third or fourth overall pick. Save us, and you know, and I can, and that's what the point I made this week that made people lose their minds. Hardy was that I could understand why the crafts would say at this point in the game where we're at, where Bill's at, let's give Bill this offseason to see if he can right the ship. I, I can see it. I'm not saying that that I agree with that, but it's the hardest thing to do is to find a new person that you're going to now at this stage in the game for them completely reinvest and give all the keys to the car. It's a, it's a big decision to make, and I think that's what you're seeing in some of these reports from, like, Ian Rappaport, that he's consulting a lot of different people. Like, this is a very hard decision, and it's going to be a very hard thing to do to pull the trigger in eight days and oh. say the Bill Belichick, you know, the the, the rain is over, mm-hmm. and we're going to start all over again. And, and so it's, it's a big decision to make. I, I don't know. I think you have to do it sooner rather than later, one, to retain the players that you want to, st- like, keep before they want to go somewhere else because they're like I don't I can't stay here anymore and two you don't want to miss out on a good coach like if you wait too long and then the guy that you wanted or or the guys that you were looking at get swooped up then you're left with what you didn't want I want to get into that a little bit more and we will in terms of what happens a week from tomorrow if anything what happens with uh, these other phone calls and emails we get what happens when you go to McDonald's? What's your go-to order? These are all the things we still need to address in this Patriots pregame show, and it's time for a Dunkin' Run at your local Dunkin' today to grab a great deal on food for $1, 2 or $3 with the purchase of a medium or larger coffee. Skip the wait by ordering ahead on the Dunkin' Rewards app. America runs on Dunkin' terms and exclusions apply. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in PC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com.
By the time this Patriots fan is finished drinking his Pepsi, you'll be 15 seconds closer to game time. Patriots watching. Better with Pepsi. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Studies show that up to 94% of female C-level executives played sports. That's why Bridgestone is partnering with professional football teams across the country to sponsor girls' fall football leagues, bringing new opportunities to those that need it most. Because learning to catch and dodge matters. But learning to lead on the field so you can lead in any field, that's what really matters. iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for detail. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for detail. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. By the time this Patriots fan is finished drinking his Pepsi, you'll be 15 seconds closer to game time. Patriots watching. Better with Pepsi. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Studies show that up to 94% of female C-level executives played sports. That's why Bridgestone is partnering with professional football teams across the country to sponsor girls' fall football leagues, bringing new opportunities to those that need it most. Because learning to catch and dodge matters. But learning to lead on the field so you can lead in any field, that's what really matters. 
iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I mean, nothing for nothing, LePan, not to be a jerk. I'm not uh, taking your, uh, any bets against you in any <laughs> food-eating contest. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. All right, uh, back to your phone calls and emails here, 855-PATS-500, webradio at patriots.com. In terms of what happens a week from tomorrow uh, with Bill Belichick and the future of this team, hmm. we talked about it a little bit. It was Michelle's final question. Paul's back with us now. Yeah. Do you think anything happens a week from tomorrow? You well, know, quote-unquote, well, you know, Black I mean, Monday I in the mean, NFL when well, coaches get fired. Do you think it happens on that day? There's an announcement of any kind one way or the other? I, I mean, I, I'll tee Paula. I think it, it would have to. If, if something like that was going to happen, you can't really, I feel like, sit there and drag your feet. I think you need to, like I said before the break, like last year they sent this email out to, you know, season ticket holders to say, this is what we're doing. So something has to happen next week to at least signal what they're doing. So I think you either say we're keeping Belichick and this is what we're doing or we're not keeping Belichick and this is what we're doing. But – I just think you have to set the course next week immediately. I think so. I agree. I agree too. Just because you don't want to miss out on a coach, like say if Washington gets rid of their whole staff, what if you wanted to get Bienemy as your offensive coordinator or head coach, whatever? It's like you don't want to miss out on those guys that are on the rise that you want to pick up on your team because if you wait too long, there's going to be nothing left. Can I ask a question for you guys? And um, I'd rather you answer the question that was posed to the panel first. Um, I, I think it's going to be next week. I don't know the specific day and it kind of relates to my question like monday like okay. black monday and i and i just been curious for your thoughts for me black monday doesn't mean anything to me mm-hmm. like if it's january 8th 9th 10th doesn't i don't i don't i don't think it's more respectful do you guys think yeah. that like out of respect for bill belichick he shouldn't be on monday i think there is a thought to that there end. absolutely is a thought to it yes do you think it's it should be no okay i agree with you yeah. I, I mean, I also think it makes it easier on you because it's going to get buried and not buried. I mean, of course, it'll be yeah. huge news, but it's at right. least part of everything that yes. happens on that yes. day. And I not just like, don't wait see till Wednesday. What's the, and what's I've the heard point? this a lot. Hardy's absolutely right. I think there's, there's an element that people are talking about it. Like, Bill Belichick deserves like, to have his own day to get special. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, <laughs> I just don't understand why it's more or less respectful to Bill himself. 
if you wait till Tuesday. Right. Yeah. yeah. And right. then some people are like, oh, you have to drag it out to the off season because then it's going to be respectful and show that you oh, waited God. a while to think about it. No, and you can't. It's like, no, you literally cannot wait till deep no. in the off season. No. And, right. and, and again, like I, all of the reasons, like Tamara giving reasons about like potentially losing out on somebody, yes. that, that's like, that's an actual reason. Forget all that. Let's just say for argument's sake, Robert Kraft knows exactly every member of the coaching staff for next year now. He has the whole thing done. It's going to be Mayo. Mayo has uh, – Covington's going to be his defensive coordinator. Billy O is staying his – whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just say for argument's sake he knows everything. How is it more respectful or less respectful to Bill Belichick if you do it right after the game next week or in the morning – uh, on January eighth or on Tuesday, like yeah. the bottom line is, Bill's not the coach anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you can call it and, and do it whenever and, yeah. and however you want. It's still the the fact is he's not going to be the coach the, if that's the decision. The end result does not change, and there's all this talk of dignity too. It's like, oh, it's not very dignified to do it that like right. Well, how how much dignity has there been throughout the course of this season? You know, there are some pretty undignified moments. Throughout these oh boy. these these games, so let's Dallas, uh, yeah. Saints, honestly, Colts. Honestly, Saints. it's res- <laughs> it's been respectful keeping him this long because anybody else would have already been fired right. after multiple thirty point losses where your team just looks lifeless. Anybody else would have been gone. His right. track record has allowed him to Oof. be in the conversation still. Yeah, no, question. allowed him not to be fired mid season. Yes. Once the season right. is yes. over, Uh-oh, then you will get something. No, just an interesting, nice little tidbit here from um, Miguel. Um, just saying, with Trent Brown being inactive today, he will not earn any of his six point five million in playing time incentives. Oh, oh wow! Ooh, so just mark him down as that's inactive an, for next week. That's too. an expensive sit. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to the phones here. Eight five five Pat five hundred. Web radio at patriots.com. Todd is in Canada. That Todd, is it that Todd I see in that photo? Hot Toddy. Todd? Hey, Hardy, your your balls dropping uh, idea there for the key oh. of the game. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's right on point. Not for this, only this game. Thank you. Well, the, the winner already has been decided, though, Todd, so thank you, but the, yeah. we're not going to relitigate this. I know, this. I know. He's back. You're back in Canada, bro. Because <laughs> the crafts can't drop the ball either. They have to be ready to do whatever they're doing, and they better dang well have done their research. You know, and, and also balls dropping is appropriate because it is New Year's. So, you know, Hardy's got like That's the, the double the Right, right. Right. Hey, right. and also, Todd, you mentioned the crafts. Is it true that in Canada you refer to Kraft macaroni and cheese as Kraft dinner? Exactly. Yeah, yes, it's it is called Kraft dinner. Kraft dinner. You are correct. Yeah, see? I know a thing or two. That's what you get from listening to Bare Naked Ladies. You learn things like that. <laughs> we wouldn't have to eat craft dinner, but we would. Wow. What a poll. What a poll. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Go ahead. If, if we don't drop our balls and we keep going and we just play good football, the Bills this year have been known to self-destruct. Oh, yeah. Really? Like, I wouldn't put it past them to make this game way too close than it yeah. should be. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm with you. That's a fear. And, uh, hey, Todd, thanks for the call. appreciate it. Um, it's, it's, it's funny, too. I heard uh, a conversation about this earlier, about the Patriots getting some credit for being in close games this year. And they could keep this one close. Yeah. It could be close. Right. More often than not, games are close in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The league is kind of built that way so that there is some parity. And you can, you know, what is a close game? It was only a, it was, you know, a one-score game for much of it. Yeah, that's kind of the way the game is designed. It There aren't a ton of blowouts in the NFL. There are one- and two-score games 
virtually every game every week yeah. for the majority of the game. Didn't you? That's how the game you did is research designed. Research on this, Paul did some research on. I this. did. It's it's out of date now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, but you know, the see fact, if I can effort the. Uh, a so, little update. And I know that wasn't Todd's point, but it's like, yeah. could it be a close game today? Yes. Spoiler alert, you know, before we get to our, our picks for the week, do I think the Patriots are going to win? No. Will I give them credit for keeping it close? No. I'm all done with that. Yeah. We're, I'm all set. No. I'm, it's... That's, no, it's that, that that ship has sailed. And I mean, I think it's a lot of the conversation we've had, you know, this week. It's just, you know, what do these games really mean at this point? What can you really take from these games? And I mean, I just go back to kind of how I felt after, you know, Germany. And it just felt like this is about the young guys and seeing young guys get experience. And I mean, that feeds into my key, get pop a touchdown, you know, seeing guys like Jelani Tavai and Christian Barmore, who's really, you know, th those are what I'm taking mm -hmm. with me right now. Not like their effort or how close the games mm -hmm. were. It's like, who are the guys we're going to have next year? Hopefully with, if there, you know, if there's a new regime that, you know, you can build off of that to me is the Mike, takeaway. You already won the key. Oh, sorry. Uh, you, you, you <laughs> I don't just wanted to, to remind you. You don't <laughs> have to continue to mention the, the Pop Douglas touchdown. I mean, it's great. Did key. you have great research key. you're going to share uh, with no, us before well, I go back I just to the like phones? The, we, 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 all, we all would agree who the worst team in football is, right? There's, there's yeah. one team that has the worst record. Yes. That's Carolina. Carolina right? Panthers. Six. Six one-score losses. You wow. have seven. Wow. Like, it's just the nature of the league. Yep. You know, a lot of games are decided not necessarily that close, but they look close. They look close. Right. And, I, and I if just, you're watching they feel them, close? they don't feel close don't if feel you're actually so watching like, them. Mm -hmm. The Patriots could have beaten Washington. Mm -hmm. They sure. absolutely could have won that game. Juju Smith-Schuster has a ball go off his hands. It gets picked off to snuff out the final drive as they were trying to get in field goal range to tie the game. Washington stinks, right? They dominated that game. But, you, you know, you fumble early when you're, you're, you're up two scores and you're looking to make it three. You fumble deep in your own territory, gets the Patriots back in the game. Washington sort of regains control. They drive down the field at the end of the first half. Sam Howell throws a, a pick in the end zone to snuff out another score drive. Gift. So all of a sudden, you're in kind of a close game in a game that you really got outplayed in. Mm -hmm. It's just the nature of the league. Yeah. yeah, The teams are not that different top to bottom, but you, can, you, you know the difference when you see it. When the, when the really good teams play and they play well, you can't compete. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip the line a little bit, Justin. You'll be up next, but I want to talk to Matthew in Nebraska because I'm hoping this is Matthew Sweet, who is from Nebraska. Cool. And yeah, he's hey. just, is this Matthew Sweet? Well, no, it is not. Oh, oh. all right. Oh, wow. Well, go Sorry ahead, Matthew. That. All right. Well, first I wanted to call in because I don't usually do that just because I've been doing other stuff, but I wanted to sure. thank Hardy for his service. Service. Service to the pregame and postgame right. show. And That's it's the right sad word. to see him leave. Yep. But second part is Hart says I don't want Belichick to go brain says he's got to go it's uh kind of tough but you just kind of seen the writing on the wall the last couple of years yeah and final McDonald's order double corner pounding with cheese extra pickles two oh. McChickens with mac sauce and a medium fry yeah wow thank you get wow. it get it that's get a, it I get love it. this yeah that's a big Nebraska boy right there not at that's 12 a, not at 12 30 a.m okay so what did you order yeah what you, what did you Tamara, order and uh, thank uh, you for not, not allowing me to bury the lead any longer. The hard-hitting question. What was your the order? The grand reveal. And I'm sure it's in the thread there on Twitter. <laughs> it's not. 
No one asked you what you ordered? Oh, everybody asked me what I ordered. I just never answered anybody. And will you answer it now? Will you answer it? 143,000 I cannot believe. Views. Will you answer it now honestly? I got a Big Mac and a large fry. What about, a, what about a drink? Uh, I just I took it home. I'm so you didn't get that you didn't get the combo meal? You no. didn't get the extra value meal? No. They got Coke or Pepsi there. They're Coke Coke family though. How do you not know this? I haven't been Coke. to McDonald's in probably so twenty years. Do you do you get your Big Mac? I don't even want to know him. I'm sorry, Tamara. <laughs> do you get your Big Mac as is? Do you take anything off? No, I get it as is. I, I like do the, like the Big Mac. The Big though. Mac is good. <laughs> no tomatoes in the Big Mac. That's the only thing I would get taken uh, off a burger shit. anyway. What do, you, what do you mean you haven't been to McDonald's in 20 years? Uh, I don't know. I just don't really care for it anymore. The kids? Mm-hmm. Did the kids eat McDonald's? No, like, and, and, and not on purpose, but they're kind of scared of it now. And I, we're like, what? it's not that big. It's good. Well, you you've go. done it. I know. We, I mean, that's my fault. But I, Wait, yeah. why are you have a hangout? 40% <laughs> less of your entire family right now than I did before this show started. One time, my, my dad's a big McDonald's guy, and he'll be like, hey, let's just swing through McDonald's. And the kids are like, oh, God. <laughs> like, they didn't know what you've they deprived doing. them of their childhood. No, I mean they still eat chicken nuggets. And no, stuff. but McDonald's is like. No, you're yeah, right. But, but Tyson free range, like healthy. And chicken my kid's name is literally named Tyson. Yeah, I know. That's all he <laughs> eats. That's all we allow him to so eat. Campbell is only can he only call Campbell's soup. So are they scared of it because they've seen Super Size Me? Like, have you seen that? No, and I have seen that. And that wasn't, I, you know what it was? And honestly, this is probably bad, but I remember I was in L.A. and I was hungover and I was, like, not in a good place. I had to get on a plane and I'm like, I'm just going to swing into McDonald's and grab some food before I get on the plane. And it took me from, like, I'm teetering and I'm almost to, like, I am on a very bad place for a whole flight. And I just, I don't know, since then I haven't really been back to McDonald's. <laughs> Fred, I feel like. Fred just texted me, 1.24 a.m. with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's when I, when I actually sent the tweet out that was probably like an hour later oh, oh, you, were like, you were just sitting there self-satisfied like it's processing i will, I will say like sitting, whenever i am in that sitting down maybe in uh, your office oh that that all tracks when and i'm listen, fred you are my superior and i believe i will be going to hr to escalate that fat shaming <laughs> that you're doing right now i will say when i'm in that place that paul was yeah. mcdonald's has been a lifesaver for me 10 out of 10 times it's it's fantastic you what you know what it is it's quality control it's not you. You're not getting the best meal you've had in your life. No. You're not getting the worst. What you're getting is McDonald's, Pronto. and it's the same in and Nebraska argue, as it is in Boston, as it is in. I'm guessing. I will say Paris. no, no, no. It was different in Germany. They had curly fries. They had like a chili cheeseburger. They had a lot of different things. All right, in the we'll menu. keep it to the uh, <laughs> it was continental different. U.S. Then. <laughs> it was but McDonald's in Vegas is the same as yeah. McDonald's in Boston. A- the fries taste the same. The Coke tastes the same. The burgers taste yeah. the same. Alex Five and I got Germany, Alex yeah. and I got shamed for going to McDonald's in Germany, but we had to know what it was like. Yeah, we had to know. You know what they call a quarter pound of a cheese in France? Quarter pound with cheese. Royale with cheese. The metric system. They don't know what they don't know what quarter pounder. They don't is. know what the f a quarter pounder is. <laughs> <laughs> it's another one. It's another one. Um, Pulp Fiction. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know. I don't think you should. No. Um, I wouldn't put myself in Mike's category. Obviously, I just went Saturday night, but I, I don't go there a lot. But not no, necessarily because of some philosophical opposition to. Um, all right, so Deuce, you can. Leave the room as far as I'm concerned. Is that your go to order, Big Mac and fries? Yeah. Okay, Tamara? Quarter pounder with cheese, the meal. Yep. 
with Sprite. They have they have elite Sprite yeah. at McDonald's. I don't know what it is. They do have a good diet coke. Their machine is good. It's oh. wild. Just don't 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 order ice cream because the machine is always broken. But someone asked me that on the on the comments <laughs> on the tweet. <laughs> right. Was the ice, ice cream machine broken? Literally. But something the about their their sodas Sunday. like it's always super crisp like they just changed the machine or something it's well there's still the there's apple pies, there are long apple pies. i love those yeah, yeah there are long reddit threads about why the sodas taste so consistently good from mcdonald's really is it the yeah. ice is it the machines is it a special mixture from coke mm. the best explanation i saw said it's actually the size of the straw the the what? formula and everything else is exactly the same it's the thickness and size of the straw it's a little bit bigger than most fast food places and the experience. And it's actually it. plastic. That's crazy. Right. Oh, um, which definitely makes it taste better. I either do the two cheeseburger meal, no pickles, no mm. onions, or just to make chicken sandwich. Make chicken okay. sandwich. I love to make chicken. I used to love the chicken. So, chicken. Back in the day. Yeah, see, so you guys are in shape. Like ah. two two cheeseburger Paul. meal, that wouldn't do it for me. <laughs> they turn the tiny, they're like By the way, I know they're so small. That's my point. Just a oh. real quick oh. shout out, though. Uh, last night we went and had Dom's steak tips in my house, and uh, they were big. Big fans, all, the whole family, they were uh, thoroughly enjoyed. Love so. Dom's. I can't believe you didn't uh, protest. <laughs> no, I know. Well, like, because we, we always get them up in the press box, and, um, you know, the family's been wanting to try them ever since they tried them here. So, yeah, we went out uh, towards Berry Farm, picked up a pack, and they were they're scrumptious. Scrumptious. Uh, as long as we're, you know, just going around the room here, I had Danino's Pizza last oh, night. Wah, wah, For the wah. last night, they were open. They are not open today. Um, and there was... I, 50, 60 people in line. Somebody doesn't want to just buy that place and, like, just take it over. Like, I mean. They don't want to. No. No. You want to know why? It's a family-run business for almost 70 years, and they can't trust it to be done right. And now that, you know, they've, I think, gotten to the last of the family that actually wants to do it and keep it going, they are just, they're done. They're closing. And uh, I was very lucky to get an order in yesterday at around 10 a.m. We picked it up several hours later. When it was ready, wow. and uh, you imagine like a sixteen-year-old grandkid that wasn't just like, "I'll take it over, pop, pop." And I like. You ever worked in a pizza there. place? You were have no. You, you worked I've worked food in restaurants. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but never, never a pizza place. No. Okay, I have, and I've worked in other restaurants. Anybody no, will tell you. No thanks. Oh, it's it's Hard. one of the toughest jobs you'll ever have. A lot of Any type of food industry, but the pizza. The pizza ovens themselves. Hot. I mean, it's very a, hot. It's a whole thing. Cheese, a lot of cheese. Oh, okay. tomato sauce. I had to make them, then deliver them. Take oh, the yeah. I've got, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I delivered also. You make the crazy. dough, you put the sauce, you put the cheese, you bake not, it. Not in the same. I didn't Can make them, the and then I started to, as a delivery Too guy, late. and then I, I moved into the kitchen making them. Oh, look at that weather, Paul. Yeah, Steve Tasker said it's fine, which it doesn't look fine. You know what's funny about that? Me. It looks weather pretty weather good to me. It there looks cold, but it's, you know. Buffalo. It's Buffalo. In, in, in late December. Oh, and here we are. Oh, no, Let's go yeah. back to the phones. Justin in Connecticut. Hi, Justin. Thanks for a holding. What do you got for us? Hey, guys. Um, so seems like we're going to have a lot of cap space. You know, if we cut Stacey Jackson, which, you know, he's due $14 million, I'm assuming they, they probably will. So we'll have, I think, like $90 million. Can I just, there's, can I there's just there's stop no you for a second? That's not how it works. Yeah. Like, the cap space, is that... that that's next year, so that would if he stayed, it would eat into your cap space, but it's not going to create cap space. That's, right, right. That, okay. I was just looking at. Uh, so you're not going to save anything. He, he doesn't play, so it's like he's not probably not going to be back. I would agree, but that's hmm. not it's not really giving you any cap space. Okay. Well, um, 
still probably going to have a bunch of cap space, I think. And I saw James White tweet out um, thinking about Russell Wilson. I just wanted to know what you guys thought of that because he's a guy who's had, you know, when he's had a good coach, he's had some good success. And he can't, I don't think you can bring a rookie quarterback and put him in this offense. Um, that's not going to help you. So, well, you're not going to be in this going, offense. Signing Russell Wilson and then taking Marvin Harrison in the draft. I, I want no part of that um, at all. Yeah, I think that was just a Wisconsin thing. <laughs> you know, I think Buddy's saying, "Hey, bring." Yeah, I, I, like no I don't thanks. Russell Wilson, especially what I saw the other night. Like, and I've every time I've seen them, that's kind of what he's looked like is the way he looked the other night. I just I know Everything the numbers that comes with him. The numbers have been better this year, but I don't. When I watch him, he doesn't look any better really than he did. Last year, um, I. Why is it that people think it's like you don't want a rookie quarterback in this system? Let's say, for argument's sake, that Billy O'Brien's staying. We're going to yeah. run the same system. Yeah, yeah. But everybody's okay putting a receiver in this system, mm-hmm. which has had more problems than quarterbacks. Right. Assimilating. That's a great point. I mean, we talked. Like, I mean, it's it's been said. It's almost like you. Well, he has trouble developing quarterbacks. Like. Who? Mac? I mean, you know, Grapple looked okay. Castle looked okay. Yeah, I Brady think they've had okay. trouble. I think I think they've had trouble developing quarterbacks, but not because like I don't count like Castle and Kingsbury and like day three picks. I, I would I would basically count like Ryan Mallett, Jimmy, and you know, Mac Jones. Like those are the those are quarterbacks you took in the first three rounds and you sort of had designs on them. And I think yeah. they have struggled for the most you know, Brissett. Um, I think those guys struggled to develop. And but there he is. Oh, Bailey. Having the time of his life. With that, that shirt still oddly tucked in too far. Um, <laughs> it's very toit. Um, no McDonald's for him. I don't know how to explain it. Oh, I, listen, this is not open season. I man, oh. So I put the phone down. This is what they're right. This is like what, what, what Julian you went Edelman. Viral. You This is what Julian Edelman told Danny Amendola. Put, bro, put the phone down, bro. Well, you got to subscribe to X now, and you can you know get paid for like tweets, like fire tweets like those that you're making now. You know? I just had a, a, just I had a fun night Friday night. It was a lot of fun. I was on one of those uh, BYOB uh Christmas trolley oh, thing. So you just got to stop, pick up a sixer of a. I didn't a stop. Light. I brought my cooler with me. Was it a swinger <laughs> thing? Do you guys do that up where you live? <laughs> was it like a key party trolley? No, but I got to tell you, it was you know, like Trent Brown in the Patriots locker room in that celebration looked like he'd rather be anywhere but where yeah, he was. Yeah. That was me on Friday afternoon getting ready to go to this thing. Oh. I did not want any part of it. I was kind of tired, yeah. and I had the the best time. Uh, on on this little trip, we even had a little uh, pit stop to Encore, which was great. Uh, lost, to go to, lost a little money. Oh. Real quick. Got to go to the mo- <laughs> got to go to the motherland for a little while, which was nice. Oh, I did lose I did lose some money. See, I this what tr- turned it around for you? What, what, like, what was the moment where you realized I didn't want to come, but now I'm having a great time? Oh, as soon as we got Encore, there, and everybody, yeah. you know, like you know, seeing everybody, everybody's Isn't this beer, great. Yeah, yeah, the bears are flowing. <laughs> so it was a great time. Where's your hat? And it was very low key. Like I was kind of thinking, like. BYOB, like, is that real? Like, we, we're taking coolers. Someone's going to try you know, to take like, your Miller Lights. Is that and, like, is that legal? You're on a moving thing. Like, uh, is the open container does not apply to the trolley? I guess not. Not if you're driving it. I wasn't driving. Or only if you're driving. Promise you, I they wasn't didn't let driving. you drive it. No. Give me the wheel. I tell you what, if that thing had stopped at Encore, that would have changed my whole night around too. I'd be like, you know what? This is great. 
we should do this every year. Yeah, and that that's a uh, like there was like four or five stops, and most of them were like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. That one was like an hour. Oh yeah, an hour. I think it was an hour and fifteen. That's plenty. That's yeah. all I need. Uh, last two bills. Yeah, yeah, it was plenty of time. You can't hide money again, <laughs> Gro- bro. Bro, four pushes on twenty. Four. Oh, that hurts. That's four. Good. What was the dealer showing? Do you remember? I one of them. <laughs> Yeah, no one cares. I Move care on. desperately. <laughs> I care. All right, back to the phones then. One of them, he uh, he rattled off like six cards for a 21. For, yeah, yeah. It's like dealers showing a four, three, yeah. three, four, but I two. Also, 20. What do the yeah. sharps know? I also had like an 11. <laughs> the, the dealer had a five, and I had an 11. I had a nine and a two. So you doubled it. Double down. Yeah. Got Double down. Got turned, turned a three, and then he ended up with the 15. Did not bust. Wow. <laughs> Turned the five. Yes. That's a bad beat. That was a bad beat. That was the one that, that, that ended the comeback trail, too. Oh, poorly. Won't see him no more. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, Pat in Agawam. What's up? Cousin Patty. Merry New Year. Hey. <laughs> happy New Year. In, in this, this country, country we, we say, say Happy New, New Year. Beat turkey time. <laughs> Thank you for collecting my English. No, it gives me the wind something fierce. I, just a quick question: Would you guys um, be surprised if Brett Brown doesn't doesn't make it to tomorrow if he gets cut, like either within the? Well, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, happens. but I just I'd be surprised that it didn't happen earlier. Yeah, I, I mean, what's the point now? I wonder if they spent the week, you know, sort of wondering if he was going to play, and then he, said, yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to be able to play, or or whatever, you know. No, it's folks, you know the other way around. They were like, we don't. Your effort last week wasn't up to par, and we don't want you playing. Yeah. What a disaster on the offensive line this year. Yeah, it's it's not been it's not been good. With that being said, uh, it doesn't matter. I think like wherever we're picking, we we got to get a quarterback unless they're like out of the top ten, which they they won't be. But hey, man, I like I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I would be happy with one of the first top three guys. And I'm sorry, I'm a little bit hungover, guys. Why I'm like all over. Just go, go to McDonald's. Go to Your McDonald's, seat. yeah. No, I made myself a nice breakfast today. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, uh, Pat. Talk to you guys in the post game. Okay, right, sounds good, Patty. Do you go to any fast food restaurants? Like, uh, you know, they're one yeah. of our monitors here is something presented by Taco Bell. Will you go to Taco Bell? Uh, yeah, I've been to Taco Bell more recent, but Five Guys, I'll do that. That's in and Out, the In and Out Burger. No. Um, when do you go to In and Out? They're, they're that's fast whenever food. you're in LA. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about In and Out, but Five Five, five Guys counts. Yeah. Yeah. You go to Wendy's? I haven't been to Wendy's in a while. No. Does, like, uh, Paquito Moss count? Mexican? Does that count? No. Baja Fresh? Jer- Jersey Mike's? No. Jersey Mike's? Jer- uh. I think it has to have a drive-thru to count as fast food. I think you're right. I think point. that I think that's a start. But <sighs> sorry, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Well, I just think it's kind of interesting. I'm with Hardy. Like, how you pick and choose and you reconcile in your own mind what's fast food and what is it. He's not really, he well, doesn't. Do you order at the food. counter? When's the last time you ate Taco Bell? You said more recently. Uh, right? Probably like 2018. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I was I, in a rush. I, I'll, I'll make a confession. I've never eaten Taco Bell. And I won't. <laughs> it doesn't look Why? good to me at all. Okay. I all used right. to, so when I went to prep school, you know, food pretty rough at prep school. Stop in Keene, New Hampshire. This is, now it's starting to it's all coming together. Sense, yes. yeah. we, we'd stop in Keene, New Hampshire. Where did you prep? Where did I prep? Uh, Vermont Academy. So on Wednesdays, uh, was it like beef bourguignon? Oh, there was, some, there was some boiled chicken yeah. nights. It was rough, but my dad would pick me up. First stop, Keene, New Hampshire, Taco Bell, 
five soft taco supremes and that's where i also discovered sour cream which is a wonderful thing for those who aren't aware of sour cream the magic that it creates in your mouth oh tell me more i didn't i've never heard of that what is this it, sour it, cream you it just goes of? great with potatoes <laughs> potatoes chops <laughs> i mean anything really potatoes. sour cream is, is your friend all right thank you for that deuce uh, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Bridgestone, official tire of the New England Patriots. Proud to partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Let's get to these emails. We got a ton of them here. I mean, first of all, we have a new cartoon. I don't know if uh, the guys in the truck got the cartoon that was uh, sent to us earlier, Welcome but it is. Okay, uh, well, right. once we're done with warm-ups, we'll show that to you. But uh, uh, a wonderful cartoon, once again, from uh, Dr. James McLeod. It really is. It's maybe one of my favorites. I, I, I haven't seen it. It's top yet. three. It's so good. All right, I'm going to uh, Birthday loss from Johnny in Madtown. Happy New Year to you all. I turned 32 tomorrow. No one cares. And I could really use an L today as a nice birthday present. I hate the Bills Mafia, but I want that top three pick. Hope you stay hearty. Thanks for the pregame shows. Uh, all the love and respect for Matthew Slater. This could be the last week or so of his career. Been a great one. And what's everyone's favorite Patriots moment overall all time? Random question. His is the Edelman Super Bowl catch off the turf. I was watching that again on a loop the other day that had Edelman mic'd up. Uh, talking. And I caught it. Swear to God. Yeah, yeah. No, I caught it. I caught yeah. it. And the guy's like, no, no. And they're all now looking look, at the look. monitor. Look, uh, I swear. Malcolm Butler for me. That's up there. The pick. Not him not playing in Philadelphia. No, right, Paul. Thank you for clarifying that. Right. My, that uh, was not I, my favorite. The, the Malcolm Butler pick is is definitely, definitely in my top three. It's it's such a pedestrian pick for me, but I, <laughs> I no, I'm, no, 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 not yours. I'm, oh, I'm going oh, even more pedestrian oh, than I that. I thought you meant the Malcolm Butler pick. <laughs> no. Was such, I thought no, you were being I sarcastic. Think, I think that's probably a better moment, but because I was in the stadium – for that Edelman catch, and oh. we saw it on the replay, and we knew that he caught it, you know, yeah. just watching the replay. It was, I, I mean, it was it was complete hysteria, mayhem, just bonkers. So yeah. here's, a, uh, here's a question for you. If that play happened in 2023, do you think they would call it a catch? <laughs> yeah. I I'm not so. so sure. I hope so. The way that they've called pl plays this year? You never know. I have no idea what they would have come up with. It all yeah, depends on which guy went under the hood. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to like accentuate how I, incompetent they've been I this know, year. I know, but but Not that, whether or not he caught it. The he ball it. never touched no, it the didn't. ground. He caught it. Yeah, okay. But my question is, do you think they would have called it a catch? Yes. Who I knows? Do. I know I know the point you're trying to make. Just can I say something real quick here as we're watching the safeties? Just curious. Oh, curious. I know we talked about Dogger mm. being do sick. Do you always have to bring it back to the to, to the football? My and apologize. the defense, too. Uh, but how much can Dogger go today? You know, is it going to maybe present some opportunities for, you know, Josh Bledsoe, who, you know, last week Ferentz got promoted. Josh Bledsoe got promoted this week. I do think that's partly in, in, in yeah. due to the injuries. But those two guys are the most tenured practice squad guys. So it's, you know, I've said it before, giving Josh Bledsoe a chance. I mean, it's another one of these draft picks that's just been buried on the roster for a few years i mean he's shown some stuff in training camp so you know if, if duggar can't you know he's kind of limited he'll go and play a little bit but might give some opportunities to him might give some opportunities hey, to Mark jones is actually going to take a rep there oh, he is wait I, no no me where'd he go no, quaker state uh, that bugs oh so much two games ago the first game where he didn't start 
three games ago, I guess it was. Now. When he didn't oh. really do anything pregame? He just yeah. went out there and stood with his hands in his pockets and was talking to people like it was Malik and yeah. and Zappy throwing the ball back and yeah. forth like Mac did nothing. No, it's been a little striking to me. We talked about it on the show this week, just you know, and, and, and I have heard, you know, him being Mac being involved and you know, I just didn't see a lot of him. You, you mentioned like the runout. You don't really see him in the runout. You, you'd see Bailey Zappi after certain you know series, and he's in the you know in the in the screen and looking through stuff with Billy O. And you know you see new guy Nathan Rourke kind of leaning over. You know where's Mac? It's just a little bit interesting to me. You know what what is his position on the team right now? How do they feel about him this offseason? How does he feel about being here? Does he you know does he even want to stick around and compete? Is he going to request a trade? Do they want him? Um, I think that's another one of those like you know subplots that's really fascinating as yeah. we get into this offseason. Um, is it because you were a husky as a as a as a young kid? Probably. You I was going to bring that up. Probably. Now? No, it's one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. I think is you know getting teased for being a fat middle schooler before you hit puberty, and then you know you've always got it in the back of your head. But now I don't know. I just it's like uh, white Goodman <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's. Uh, I just never really am on the run that much and, like, need to stop in and get something quick. Like, I get that that's what it's great for. You you live a pretty low-key, low-stress lifestyle, Not never in a hurry. Well, I live, like, two miles from here, so really I just go home, stadium, home, stadium. I caught that. Home, home. stadium. That's home, all. That's only, run. There's only two places I go. Oh, there, there is a McDonald's in between here. There's home actually two McDonald's what, what way? <laughs> in between here and my I house. Go home, so I eat pierogi. <laughs> <laughs> I go to work and then I go home. <laughs> no so McDonald's. The uh back to the, the favorite to moment matches. thing. Yeah. I like that. Mine's I a little Yeah, mine's a little less obvious too. Um and it goes back to 96 playoffs, the divisional round and the the fog oh. for the the Patriots played the Steelers here, first home playoff win. Curtis Martin, 75 yards. Ah. Touchdown. Yeah. Um when he Could you see it through the fog? You're yeah, like when he <laughs> ran and he kind of got to you know, I was about the maybe the twenty yard line on the end that the play started. So you got a chance to see him. He goes up the sideline. You know, it's he's got like ten, twenty yards, and he's running down the sideline. Then you just lost him, yeah. And you just heard this roar from the other side of the stadium coming across. And I'm like, he's he gone. So that was the first time in your history that a major Patriots play happened that you couldn't see. Yeah, the Adam <laughs> the Adam field goal absolutely uh, did not see. I, I I would say for me the Butler thing was just like I got really got into following the Patriots and all my blogging stuff. You know, in like 2005. And so, you know, really the heart of my focus on this, even though I grew up, was that 10 years of disappointment. And it felt like, oh, my God, this is all going to happen again. They're going to lose it on a terrible trick play. Um, The unfortunate thing is, like, I only – it was like me – and my in-laws <laughs> they're watching it. I wasn't at a party. I wasn't Mike, doing anything. Mike, you'll know the answer to this. all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I had no one to celebrate with. Uh, you know, they were like, oh, God. You know, and, and like Lane ducks her head. Like, what happened? Um, but, you know, like the, the, the Edelman one was amazing. But it was like, I think my whole mindset during that comeback was just, okay, great. We need more plays. We need more plays. You know, it's almost like I forgot about it where they, they hadn't won yet. You know, they that, that to won, me was but why that was I the fr- That was the first point in that game. I thought, oh, they're going to win this thing. And and I've talked about it with a lot of people since then. With Paul, I remember talking to Paul about it too, where he said, "Oh, once it went to overtime, the Patriots were winning the Super Bowl. That was it. It didn't matter if they got the ball or not; they were winning. That was it. Was all over." And I think you even said it, Paul, like, "What? It, once they had tied it, and, and Atlanta had one more possession. Oh, yeah. But once they tied it, it's like, okay, Patriots will win this game. It's yeah. all over. I mean, if you recall, you gave the nod. Oh yeah, I I felt that way. Yeah. And but you know what? The same kind of thing happened. I mean, much less stakes um, with that Denver game last week. Denver got the two touchdowns and the two twos in the fourth quarter, and then they got the ball back right. and couldn't 
couldn't get the next score. Um, um, but yeah, I the 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 Malcolm Butler pick in Seattle in the Seattle game was just, and my that was uh, my oldest son was at that game, so like that felt extra good for me knowing that he has this unbelievable memory now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why. I just that, I view that, that as more too. of a Seattle mistake than I do. I mean, Malcolm well, Butler made a uh, great play on the ball. But the Atlanta game? The Atlanta game is a, <laughs> as they say, a series of unfortunate events. But we're talking about his <laughs> All, all singu- perpetrated by Atlanta themselves. We're talking <laughs> about a singular play. Like the, and the Edelman sing- catch should have been picked off. <laughs> okay, but it but he but was ca- dropped. <laughs> he made a great catch on yes. the ball. I mean, the only reason why Malcolm Butler intercepted that ball is because they were uh, Halo. Pete Carroll decided a, to go with a, Halo. Uh, it's a great like, play uh, until like, it doesn't work. Like Beyonce Halo? Like, hey, well, the yeah. play was called, it's called Halo. It's called, uh, uh, it's called uh, Halo. It's called uh, Halo. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to get to over-unders in a moment. I ju- someone just mentioned trick plays here a moment ago. Trick plays? Uh, trick gum. Uh, tra- <laughs> you know that one? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Thank you. Travis in West Virginia. Good West Virginia name, Travis. Uh, yes. Happy New Year. Patriots haven't had a trick play game yet. Could today be the day? If so, the Bills might be in for a flea f- uh, flea flicking ass kicking. Oh, oh I, li- I like the uh, that that terminology. The alliteration. Makes me wonder how much of the tricky tricky stuff was Josh. If that's kind of his little, you know, what he likes to do. It doesn't seem like Billy. I mean, but don't also, you to, don't like you, you have you to you attain a certain level of competence before you can start that's running it. trick plays? You got to so. be kind of good before you start right. running trick plays. And right. I mean, they 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 can't even do. Uh, What's the they just worked out the what's, screen. What's his play? Why can't I think of his play? Leak? Leak. They can't even do leak. Yeah. <laughs> what's, his, what's his play? Uh, pin, pin and pull. <laughs> I want those players to go out and have fun and win this game. Doesn't change a thing about the season, but it's always fun to see those guys enjoying themselves in the moment. Um, P.S. I have not received any prize or follow-up from a trivia win on November 2nd. Come on, Morell. Uh, that is uh, it's been a little under the weather. shady in Ocala, Florida. You know anything about that, Morell? Yeah. Where are we on that? I think I think uh, Morell sent it to Shady in Michigan. He did not go to Detroit. <laughs> no. Uh, been watching the pre and post. We'll resend everybody shirts and stuff again. All right. Oh, Jim in Connecticut. Uh, Hardy is the best host, hands down. Been watching pre and post for the last seven years. Yeah. Please make a deal to stay there. Lately, you guys have been more entertaining than the games. We're working on it. That's Thank right. you, Jim. But that's not. I mean, that's a pretty low bar. Where else in terms could you of get an hour of McDonald's talk? We did, we did like 40 minutes tops. Don't do that. Chad in Atlanta, totally discouraged about the direction of the team, especially if Bill's uh, if Bill ends up staying. What do we have to look forward to as fans if he stays? Trading out of the top 10? Starting Bailey Zappi next year? I have zero confidence Bill will make the right moves. Um, so... Chad is kind of setting himself up for, you know, what what could happen and until something happens. Yeah, you're right, Chad, that could. But I don't think there's any chance Bill stays here and still has control of personnel. Oof. And because of that, I don't think there's any chance Bill stays here. I don't think he agrees to a situation like that. So don't be discouraged, Chad. I, don't, I just don't see. I just I, I, I can't see. Bill Belichick ever agreeing to stay and not have control over personnel. I, 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 I can't see it. Uh, the Marine is correct from Ingrid in, in Texas regarding the Utz party mix versus Munchies. <laughs> oh, I, I missed some more good talk, huh? Utz, Utz. Oh, no, that was last week. week. Oh. Um, but you did miss it. I think I missed it last week. You then. must have missed it, and it was probably the highlight. 
Yeah. Um, one well, more here. In the entire season. Love the show. Quick question. Who do you think will catch passes uh, except uh, Pop, Parker, and Zeke because of course the only player who can actually make plays except Pop uh, he's talking about Hunter Henry is out Damn. Yeah, that's Henry and Juju are Itamar out. from Israel thank you for checking in from Israel right yeah I mean Gasicki maybe uh, yeah but otherwise it's the right re- I mean it's the same as last week yeah right mm-hmm. Henry and Juju were out last week Rager and Thornton Rager right. Thornton Got Pop the- Parker all the emails all the calls Fair. now we can do over-unders it's time for this week's edition of Over-Unders. You're over me? When were you under me? What happened last week? Where do we stand on the season? Hardy, 5-1. Oh. Paul, 2-4. Mike, 1-5. Wheels are falling off. The season totals. Paul, 48-42. Mike, 46-44. Hardy, 44-46. Making, re- uh, making it very, very interesting here. You're welcome. Wow, interesting and interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's get this week's over unders underway. Matt, what do you have? Bailey Zappi passing touchdowns at a half. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna go over on that one. I think he's got one in him. Yeah. Me too. Over. We're all going over on that one. I don't think it's too much to ask to have Bailey to have one touchdown pass today. Josh Allen passing yards, two thirty eight and a half. I uh, will go over on that as well. You know me. The action is the juice. Going under. Going under. I got to go over. I think he's going to break it. Total interceptions for both teams, one and a half. Uh, Over on that one. Uh, Oh, show. I'm going to go under. That's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. I will take the over as well. That's right. Demario Douglas (laughs) receiving yards, 47 and a half. Yeah, I like I like this matchup for him today. I just I hope that that Zappy can you know find him in rhythm and, and get the ball out quick to him. Um, but I, I like I like Pop today. I'm gonna go over on that one. Yeah, me too. I think he had a uh, a reasonably good game in that uh, the upset win in week whatever it was uh, seven ish. Um, so I'll take the over. I mean, tell me who else he's gonna throw to yeah. today. Yeah, I mean, we just did. The email it just did. Rewind it, yeah. and listen to it. Yeah. I don't know what it'll and, do. We said. And yeah. then and then I'll I mean I'll give you a reason to go under. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm going over. Okay. Uh, Chad Ryland made kicks, one and a half. <laughs> so that is extra points and field goals. Correct. Yeah. Okay. B-D-B-D. Is oh. it my turn? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take the over. Patriots will score twice today. Uh, yeah, but will he make the kicks? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going over. Yeah, I think you got to. I'm going over. By over, you mean the allotted time limit for dead air? Right. Ruined the show. You know, it's called a Sesora, a timely pause, a strategic <laughs> silence. Sesora? Yeah. How do you spell that? Is that like Seors Ronan, that Irish actress with a Seorsa? How do you say it? No one's with me she, on the Sesora. How does she pronounce her name? I don't know. Cersei? Eddie and the Cruisers. Eddie and the Cruisers. Ooh. Sesora, a timely pause, a strategic silence. You lost me on that one. Yeah. All right. Total score of 40. It's probably going to land right on at 20 to 10. Uh, or 20. Uh, no, that, I that, wouldn't. That, that wouldn't be on no, it. No, in that case, I'm going under. <laughs> uh, I'm Fun gonna, with math. <laughs> I'm going to go I'm gonna go over on this one. I think uh, a lot of it Buffalo, though. Yeah, I'm going to go over as well. You guys are, wow. Okay. You want to make it yeah. real oh, interesting hey, next week. Hey, okay, good. I don't know why you're Thank so you. I'm not tanking, Hardy. This is. Going no, for it. that's just bad picking. No, the tanking comes later when we go to the, the six pack. 
Uh, hey, look, Tim and uh, Tim and California. Oh, there we go. The okay, not oh that pulp. Oh, so that is the cartoon. If you're watching uh, right now, uh, the the cartoon um, from Dr. James says Tamara had had enough. <laughs> she says, "Okay, I'll watch Silence of the Lambs." <laughs> Sitting at the uh, counter where we're all wearing Hannibal Lecter type masks, and it is uh, a wonderful depiction of all four of us. And uh, God, I wish I could draw like that. I bet that took him five minutes. Right. You know, just, you know, a talented. I look like Jason Voorhees, though. I got the full mask on, I think. Yeah, you do. It's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool look. Jason. Yep. And I've, I've got the neck guard on mine. So it's good. That's, you know, it's safe. 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 Very good. All right. Now we can go to the phones. Tim in California. Tim, thanks for holding. What do you got for us? Patriots pregame, fueled by Duncan. Hello. Hey, yeah. Hey, Hardy, I just want to say I think you got screwed on keys for the game. Thank uh, you. I think, what? I think you got it. Yeah, oh, Tim. I, I know I did. I know I did. Buddy, come yeah. on. I mean, Pop Douglas, Douglas is probably going to get like a fourth you know, quarter touchdown or something like that. Exactly. And, you know. All right, you want him to win. But, okay, we got you. Yeah, but here's my question for you. If, if they do pull off a miracle and beat Buffalo today and beat the Jets next week, you know, do they still have a chance at getting Joe Alt from Notre Dame, uh, the six foot eight guy <laughs> whose dad played for the Chiefs for twelve years? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. What do you guys think about that? I despise draft talk. I do so much. I don't know. I, I Tim, I it's a, it's a legitimate question. It's a good question. I'm glad you're thinking about it, and I'm more than willing to engage on Caleb Williams, Drake May. Uh, and that's where the list ends. <laughs> Jaden. Yeah. Okay, but that, that's kind of where I stop. The Harrison, right. and that well. said, I don't know. I don't know. I think they can drop two. If they win both, I think they can go as far as ninth. I think. Yeah. That's what we think. Gotcha. So, I don't well, know. And that will require some other teams to continue to lose. Yeah, this right? was yeah. just like the, point, Hardy, the floor. Then, yeah. Is not to get your head too inflated, but I think the point of them managing people and players is, definitely a great point you made earlier in the show and i think they could do a lot better job of doing that and uh people would want to go play uh for the pats again yeah well thanks tim i appreciate it and i'm not just picking on the pats i mentioned this earlier deuce you're a big hockey guy it drove me nuts with dougie hamilton and tyler sagan these guys you know it's like they were just too young they didn't like it here well good grief you're not that's not a huge locker room in hockey it, and the same thing in basketball. It's like you can't get guys to get along, to go along. We're not talking about fundamentally bad people. We're not talking about sociopaths. We're talking about guys who are just not getting along great. Well, you, th- then you got to do something about it. You know, yeah. you've got – and it's not just incumbent upon the head coach or the one guy. Like, do some actual work to make people feel better about being there. And, Paul, I, this probably crawls up your keister a little bit because – you know, you're Not kind of so placating far. and and maybe giving in a little bit to the, you know, youthful mentality of everyone needs to be wanted or accepted. I, do you want to have a good team with good players? Then you're going to have to do some managing of people's personalities, egos. Yeah. Give it a name. It doesn't matter. You sort of have to understand that there's different personalities um, on, on teams. And yes. you can't necessarily expect that all of them are going to respond to the same style. So right. I do think there's an element of that that. Um, you know, some guys come in and they're easily adaptable, and other guys need more. And I and I do think there's something to that notion of the modern player is a little different to handle. 
but and, that doesn't mean it's bad. And, and just it's different. And the, where the team is right now, it's like you could get everybody to go along when you were, you know, punching your ticket to the like, AFC like championship. Like when we were playing, and I'm, I'm assuming, Mike, even though you're younger than us, I'm assuming it was the same. The coach was the final word. Yeah. Whatever sport you played, you played, you know, yeah. a high level of college hockey. Oh. But even going on the way up the ladder, when the coach said to do something, you did it. Yeah. You didn't always like it, but you did it. Otherwise, you had to be prepared to not play. Yeah. They don't care about that anymore. No. And I, I, and I think Jacoby is like a special case because it's one thing when like the examples you brought up where you have like, you know, you bring in kind of a high round draft pick, like a first round guy, and he does end up being good. And then it's, it's usually about money at that point. But mm. to me, it's almost more of an indictment with a guy like Jacoby because he wasn't going to break the bank. He was a manageable guy who made it from an undrafted status. And I think that just speaks volumes to, you know, hey, Guys have come here in the past as undrafted rookies because they believe that you're going to get an opportunity to play. And, and, you know, making sure you hang on to guys like that who always have that kind of undrafted chip on their shoulders. It's just it's just, you know, Paul, we, we got a call that was, um, you know, I saw a tweet earlier today just comparing, you know, Juju and, and the season Jacoby had had. And it's just striking the numbers. And you realize we had a guy, we had a reliable guy that we developed that, you know, was part of the culture here. And you just kind of let him walk for over, you know, kind of nickeling and diming him. Um, so I, I just see that as worse than, right. hey, we got a star player. Like, I, I'd love to retain, like, Pasta. Like, if, if they had let David Pasta not get away, it's like, you can't do that. This is a guy you're going to build your franchise well, around. But this you know is something guy, separate the, to me. You know, and I know we're, we're venturing into the Bruins portion of the show, but Hardy <laughs> brought up, like, Dougie Hamilton yep. and, and Sagan, Sagan, who I think are very different cases. Yeah. Dougie Hamilton, I think, is more accurate to what you're talking about. So, like, figure out how. Like, I think that is Jake DeBrusque. Like, Jake DeBrusque has had issues with multiple different coaches, yep. um, multiple times of the year. He sits. He plays. It, You know, sometimes, you know, I watched a lot of the game last night. He was great last night. That was, And that's what people look at, and they say, well, if we could just get that on a more regular basis. Well, you know, you're five, six years in at this point. He is what he is. Yeah. He's an inconsistent player. So I don't necessarily think you have to revamp things to – you know, it was big, meanie Bruce Cassidy's fault, except for he does all the same stuff with Jim Montgomery, yeah. too. Yes. Uh, you want to do the six-pack here, man? Let's go. This is the Sunday six-pack, so kick back and listen to my position. I'm itching to get the picks back. You better bring a big stack. Don't get it mixed, Jack. I came to win it, yeah, this is the Sunday six-pack. What happened last week? Where do we stand on the season with Yeesh, two bloodshed weeks last left? Week. What bloodshed. happened? What Slaughterhouse, Paul oh. 0 and 4, yeah. Mike Hardy 1 and 3. Not good. Not good, Bob. Season totals. Mike 45 34 and 5, Hardy 43 36 and 5, Paul 36 43 and 5. All right, so it's still uh Mike in the lead here, Paul not oh, I'm mathematically out. out of it. But you're on the waiting list to be out of it. So let's see <laughs> what happens. We have uh I'm, really way, have- I'm way out of it. <laughs> You could win. You could still win this thing. You need us to go over. Mm, yeah. No, not okay. going to do it. All right. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens. A couple so you're saying games. there's a chance. 11-4 and four Miami Dolphins at the 12-3 and three Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore minus three. Yeah, I got uh, I got Baltimore on this one. I think they're going to solidify their spot uh, atop the AFC at home against uh, Miami teams a little banged up. So I'll take Baltimore minus three. Yeah, I'm taking Baltimore too. So therefore, I'm officially eliminated. <laughs> Uh, we're all taking Baltimore in this. They looked real good against the 49ers. Yeah, I'm a little worried about a letdown for that, but mm. uh, I think seven and eight Las Vegas Raiders at the eight and seven Indianapolis Colts. Indy minus three and a half. 
I'm going to take those three and a half points. I'm going to take Vegas here uh, on the road uh, to at least lose by a field goal and cover. Yeah, if about, not win outright. About time for the Raiders to turn back into a pumpkin. Yeah. I'll take the Colts and lay the okay. three and a half. Uh, I'm going to make it interesting. I'm with Paul. I'm going to take the points. I will take Vegas. The three and twelve Arizona Cardinals at the eleven and four Philadelphia Eagles. Philly minus ten and a half. Oh, sounds like Kyler's going to play. Yeah, if it matters. But I don't think it matters, and I think the Eagles need to uh, prove that they are uh, worthy of still being considered. Um, you know, among elite. the elite, elite, and they're going to put a beat down on Arizona in the process. I will lay those ten and a half points. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to lay them too. Well, this is how I get back in it. I'm going to take Arizona. I, I've been laying points with the Eagles, and it's been getting, it's been screwing me too. Paul, getting burned by it, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to take the points. Not tonight. Moving on Not to the 4 p.m. games: eight and seven Pittsburgh Steelers at the eight and seven Seattle Seahawks. Seattle minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle at home, and I, I, I have seen, in terms of the strength of schedule stuff, uh, we are should all re- be rooting for Seattle uh, if you want a good Patriots draft pick, so I'm going to take Seattle anyway, though. Um, I'm going to do the same thing I did with the Indy Raiders game. I'm going to take Pittsburgh uh, to cover. Lose the game by a field goal if, uh, if not win outright. We'll see if Mason Rudolph can make it to two weeks in a row. Yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that Pittsburgh wins this game outright. So I, too, will take the Steelers plus three and a half. Sunday Night Football, the 7-8 and eight Green Bay Packers at the 7-8 and eight Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota minus one and a half. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Jaron Hall is yeah. now playing. I'm going to take the Vikings, but I, I, I couldn't tell you why. I can't tell you why either. I So little interest in this game, it just... Got to uh, get those uh, division games on in prime time, though, Hardy. You don't get to see them how they are. Oh, wait a minute. We see them all twice a year, every year, yeah. forever. I'll take the Packers. Ah, I was going to take the Packers. I'm going to. I got to stick with it. I'm going to take the Packers too. Tough place for them to play, but um, tough again going against Brian Flores' defense. But I'll take Green Bay on the road. Four and eleven New England Patriots and the nine and six Buffalo Bills. Buffalo minus thirteen. Yeesh. I don't like laying that many points, even in this situation. I think it's 2010 Bills, so give me Patriots plus 13. Yeah, I got Patriots plus 13, um, probably on the cusp of that. I will say Buffalo 27, New England 17. Yeah, I'm going to lay the points and take a shot. I just think Buffalo um, needs the win. They need to get themselves in a position where next week matters for them, for the division. And in order to do that, they need to play well today. If they protect the football, I think that they will come away with a 31-16 kind of win. All right. Well, we went over. Uh, We gave you too much Patriots pregame fueled by Duncan. Thank you to Dom Sausage, official steak tip of the New England Patriots. Order them online, nationwide delivery, domsausage.com. Promo code PATS15 for 15% off. Thank you for listening and watching. We'll talk to you in the post game. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.